Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 120. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot Jaronil, and joining me in SideQuest Studios is Tom Burt. Hello. And here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. Uh, hi, hi. And thank you for joining us for the Simpsons Index. This is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of the Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. How are we doing, fellows? surprisingly well well enough yeah yeah and tom this is your first time on the index yeah i'm a little bit terrified (laughs) there's a whole breadth of simpsons knowledge before me and i've just got this little piece but here i am no that's okay so oscar who was your guest last week Mm -hmm. i believe yeah yeah a few weeks ago now a few weeks ago now we bank these i don't know how banking works (laughs) uh yeah he and i have been great mates for a while went to drama school together he's mad about cartoons he's mad about film i'm also mad about cartoons mad about film and we play a lot of D &D together or at least we used to before he flew away to Melbourne. He yeah. flew south for the winter. Yeah. <laughs> and probably a lot longer. And you, uh, what is your history with The Simpsons? We like to ask our guests, you know, where has The Simpsons been for you all your life? Oh, man. So this is actually a kind of weird one for me. So I wasn't allowed to watch TV before dinner. So uh, oh. my, a lot of my childhood was scheming to get us to eat dinner earlier and earlier so I could actually catch like the six o'clock showing of Simpsons on Channel mm-hmm. 10. Yep. And if I missed that, obviously, I was a wee bit sad because we never had Foxtel. We never had any of the cable channels. What the heck is an internet? Um, yeah. So <laughs> that thing nerds use. Yeah, Jesus. Ugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just managed to see what I could then. And then um, I've dated a whole series of girls whose main hobby was the Simpsons. <laughs> and it's just always kind of been around. Yeah, it's one thing that I actually say on Tinder all the time is uh, in the bio, I speak in Simpsons quotes and I'm like, hey, ladies, I have a Simpsons podcast. Mm-hmm. It does not get as much traction as you'd think. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's what they say they love it, but they don't want to talk about it constantly. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, you don't talk about it. You just communicate in gifts. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> and you can see a lot of those gifts on the Simpsons Index social media pages. <laughs> so, yeah, you probably haven't seen many of the new episodes, I'm guessing. No. What are some of your favorites from the classic era, though? Anything jazz-based. Anything Lisa. Um, I know that's not a hot opinion, but anything kind of... Bleeding Gums Murphy. Anything with Bleeding Gums Murphy is a favorite of mine. Mm -hmm. And actually, the episode you guys talked about a couple of weeks ago where um, (laughs) um, Barton Millhouse run the Androids... Comic book store. Yeah. yeah. What's it called? I oh, know, this is the Android's Dungeon. Yeah, I, the Android's I, I Dungeon. I rudely cut you off right before you did better than I would. Oh. <laughs> well, yes, and thank you for coming along today, and we are going to torture you with some of the newer episodes, although this one wasn't too torturous, I don't think. No. This no. one was Season 29, Episode 19, Left Behind. One of the rare ones where they don't actually parody the... I think it's a pun on left... Because he's oh! left-handed and he's the left-torium. Wow, been... you saw deeper than any of us. Yes, <laughs> I've gained a certain sight after 120 episodes. <laughs> there we go. First released in May of 2018, it was directed by Lance Kramer, and this is another confusing one with the writing. The story was by Al Jean, the teleplay was by Joel H. Cohen and John Frink, and in this episode, Flanders has shut down the Leftorium for good, and without a job, he manages to get a job at the nuclear plant as the HR uh, officer. <laughs> Director? Person? Doesn't matter. He's not Guy. there for long before he's at four other jobs. Then he ends up being the substitute teacher at Springfield Elementary. Guys, what'd you think? It moves around a little bit too much, but ultimately it's fine. 
It's a little lackluster on jokes, but hey, there's a plot and they stick to it, so I'll take that. Yeah, I was surprised. Mm. Like, there was a lot of it, yeah, but it was coherent. Yeah. And it wasn't like laugh out loud funny for most of it, but it was yeah. like strong breath through your nose funny. Yep. <laughs> we yeah. really, really need to give the... names to these laughs because they come up so often. We as a society need to name our various types of laugh. Yeah. We only have like chuckle and smirk and things. It's like a snorful. <laughs> yes. I like snorful. I snorfled. <laughs> that one. Yep. <laughs> or like a... Huh. Maybe it's the... Huh. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm mixed on this episode. I think yeah. this is going to be very tricky for me to rank, but let's get in deep with it. We'll start with the questionnaire and we'll start with UBT. Mm-hmm. For better or worse, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you? i got to give this one a positive and say, because for a while there's a bit where so Homer gets uh, Ned the job at the HR for the nuclear power plant and then he kind of he prays to get him fired and then blames himself for getting it fired, which is a little bit... The wishbone wishing episode, but yeah, and then Bart kind of does the same thing, and I was kind of like, well, Homer's meant to feel bad, but it never comes back. But then it did come back, and I was like, oh, okay, thank you for remembering your own episode, episode, which is something that we're very critical of them. <laughs> yeah, because for a while there, it felt like it was just moving from one thing to another. Which, to be fair, it did, but at least they kind of tied it back at the ending, not terribly well. Like it wasn't really clear why Homer didn't like. Like Ned was a big dweeb, sure, but he wasn't causing any real trouble for Homer, even though he could have been, because he was the one person who could have been, you know, who uh, noticed he was not actually sick. He has that whole line of, now, Homer, I know your father didn't die. Yeah. But he's, you know, making excuses for not being at work. But Homer doesn't even seem annoyed at that scene. And then the next scene is, oh, God, I can't stand Flanders anymore. It's like, yeah, you can. You're not even at, you know, rage yet. But Mm. for the most part, I do appreciate they did finally remember, oh, yeah, Homer's going to feel guilty. Bart's going to feel guilty. Let's bring that around. So the one thing that I didn't know about Homer's guilt in this was, did he actually, like, tell Mr. Burns to fucking fire him? Because when Homer was driving Ned home in the next scene, it was like, uh, listen, Flanders... Like, he was responsible? It feels entirely, he's like, my prayer was answered and I, I got you fired. Again, oh, a, yeah. lot, a lot like the Wishbone episode. Very theological episode. Like, yeah. yeah. Especially for Homer, he, like, yeah. he doesn't believe in that. And plus, yeah, Ned was fired for standing up to Mr. Burns. That happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Tom? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you, for better or worse? Honestly, this episode was chock-a-block with callbacks, but my mm-hmm. yeah, easily just my favourite that made me all warm inside was seeing Flanders make his hot cocoa, his famous hot cocoa, in uh, Homer's mouth. Yep, from the Simpsons movie. Yeah, yeah it was just... Yeah, that was a good really? pan-out reveal that it was in Homer's mouth, and so that was the same uh, one he makes for right. Bart. Yeah. I had forgotten entirely. It was just pleasant. It just hmm. harked back to all things nice. It looked good as well. You're like, I could go a hot chocolate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's actually one. I don't know if you've seen this, Tom, but there's a show called Binging with Barbish on YouTube, and he t- attempts to recreate recipes that he's seen on television. Mm-hmm. And so what he'll do is he'll make it faithful to the show, and it'll inevitably not work, and then he'll mm. like remake a good version. And yeah, he had so much trouble with the Flanders hot chocolate, just <laughs> getting it to even structurally stand. <laughs> And I mean, I can't eat marshmallows, so mm. just seeing marshmallows being toasted like that, it just makes me... Because you want to see yeah. them burn, or because you like to like taste it with your brain? Yeah, I like to taste it with my brain. Okay. And <laughs> the riot in the classroom was also amazing, because there was so, like, the laser and the pencil sharpener? Yeah. Oh, that just that's a really good day. Cascades out, dark side of the moon style. Yeah. <laughs> Mut- the mutton gig's a gig. Yeah. 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 Th- see, that's what I was wondering in that scene as well. Why is he getting in on it? And I'm mm. like, oh, that's actually not a bad explanation. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say what stood out to me is the whole Flanders becoming substitute teacher, and we sort of said this off podcast this felt like a bit of a frankenstein episode yeah 
yeah, this like sorry, someone has to. Do it. I felt like a bit of a Frankenstein's monster episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when we've already done Flanders the principal, getting him back in the school is gonna be tricky. And oh yeah, yeah. he he ran the whole goddamn school. He there can't teach a single class. Fuck off. So many bits. Yeah. And the thing that got him fired was the whole prayer in a public school thing. Yeah. Which, yeah, he leans into heavily. And yeah, I gotta say, I don't I didn't really buy the whole Bart helping him out thing. I don't know. It just it felt like too late of an addition to the yeah. storyline to actually have the meaning that it wanted it to. Yeah. And you know what, there is some dead air to cut from this one, because even though the fuck you beginning isn't too bad, where it's all about the eclipse, and then Marge is all, oh, homie, you need to be more romantic than they have date night, you can just cut the whole eclipse bit, start on date night, that's enough, that's fine, and then you've got a bit more time to spend on that ending. Yeah, I think the eclipse bit was just acknowledging like it was a thing that happened yeah. Uh, yeah. last year. Yeah. Which, yeah, by the time it came out, would have been six months later. <laughs> yeah. So, play count. How many times before today do you think you've seen this episode? We'll start with you, Tom. I think once. once. I think I went on a binge a little while back where I tried watching a whole bunch of new Simpsons and it just never really panned out for me and I just... Because you purged afterwards. I went back to Futurama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a significantly more consistent show. Mm. How about you, BT? Uh, I've never seen it. Yeah, I don't actually think I've seen this one. <laughs> Other than the sense that... Wait, what? <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. That's so, never happened before. How are we even for viewership? Well, see, the funny thing is about doing a Simpsons podcast, with what other time I have outside of doing this show, one thing I don't really feel like doing is watching The Simpsons, especially <laughs> the new ones. Yeah, fair. To the point that I've only seen like half of the season 30 episodes that have aired at the moment. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think there's still like another couple of season 29 episodes that I still haven't watched. So yeah, that's the one time that's happened before. I know. All I have to do is watch it once more and I'll be ahead of you for one time, finally. <laughs> so I normally it's plague out and I go, oh, you know, once or twice. And it's like, 16! And I hate this fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I so, I've seen it, and yeah. neither of you I have. Know, yeah. What? No. You show up once and everything breaks. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the wackiness of this episode. So what were the cartoony elements that stood out to you guys from this one? Nitrous. Yeah. yeah. And out of nowhere as well. Like, like as a purveyor of the occasional nang myself, that just <laughs> meant, that felt weird. Yeah, yeah. It was very like, Mo just goes, ah, what? You can't have date night tonight. The night's the night. We watched them nitrous the ants. And they go all crazy. Here, and here's a small demo of it. Like, why? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and then, yeah, Mo taking the hit and turning blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kids, if you turn blue, see a doctor. Yeah. yeah. Or a mortician. Use a balloon at least. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Direct from the nozzle. Those things get cold. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's not just doing whippets. Like he's, he's <laughs> he has a whole thing. Pure tank. uncut nitrous. <laughs> oh, fucking crazy. And while we're talking about cartoony elements and Moe's, yeah, Bart and Maggie are apparently regulars there. Yeah, but I at least kind of like the explanation of as laboured as the term, oh, I come here for a G&T, a gumball and a talk. It's like... Yeah, but I kind of appreciate because they've done that before where the kids are there having, you know, a glass of milk or something like that. And occasionally Moe's does get portrayed as a bit more of a, you know, you can bring your kids out of place instead of the scungy filth bar it is sometimes also portrayed as. Yeah. I don't know if I would have preferred that, like, without the explanation. Like, yeah. he just rolls in the gumball and you just put it together. Yeah. I do agree, though, it was laboured. And yeah, G&T, that opens you up to so many other areas, like mm -hmm. ginger beer and... Uh... 
uh, <laughs> tank of nitrous oxide. <laughs> At least it would bring it back. We know they have it. Yeah. <laughs> Any other wackiness that stood out to you guys? There's a bit I did quite like, which is uh, when Ned first starts working in HR, he's got a little smiley face thing on his desk, and Mr. Burns gets a good line of stares at the thing, he's like, I will break you by lunchtime. But then later on the episode, it's gone to a, like a quarter smile. It's losing it slowly. Oh, as, oh, okay. as Ned didn't loses even pick it. That. Oh, yeah. goodness. Wow, background details that I didn't even notice. I did notice they were kind of going for a background gag with Ned and the skunk, and they kind of do this, like, they take advantage of the widescreen to, like, undercut the exposition-y script work and have wackiness go on in the back. But yeah, Ned going, oh god, give me a sign, and then the skunk comes back. It was so fucking obvious. They just Mm. cut it to a foreground gag. Yeah. What's the point of putting it in the background to begin with? Yeah, it felt like a weird pacing of that, yeah. Man, there's a whole wacky subplot I think we need to address, which is Todd and Lisa. Why were they in the house? Uh, that was my first note. It's like, Rod and Todd are just around, and it's like, but your dad worked anyway, so yes. surely yes. you would be wherever you normally are. It's like they just combined the Sim households. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, well, our dads work together, and now I guess we live together. Mm, what? And you could have, like, explained it away in one line, like, dad's not bringing in any money, so we're renting out the house for a while. Boom. Yeah, or, you know, uh, just he works longer hours now because before when it was his own business, he could pick his hours. Yeah, sure. You know, again, it's a, it's a line. Our dads are friends now. We have to stay here. Yeah, even Anything. Then, yeah. Just anything. They just knock on the door instead of just being there already. Yeah. <laughs> and for the record, your accent then was way closer to Todd's real voice yeah. than this episode. I wrote down- He his, was so deep in he, this he one. He was so Ralph in this one. Yeah. Did we talk about Marge at the beginning yet? Oh. Uh, <laughs> poor Julie Kavner's voice slowly oh, dying. Yeah, God. it hurts, doesn't it? You're just hearing like- Oh, man, someone get that woman a lozenge. That, that opening sentence. Oh, oh my. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the line that she's probably, at this point, done more growls than your average death medalist. Yeah, for real. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, the whole Todd and Lisa subplot. Fuck, I almost forgot it happened, Yeah, because it's so... It, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, it's, he's all weird. And then, in the end, he's made a diorama of the house. The end. Yeah, it's just like that's it. I don't. Oh, I'm so sick of my brother. That's enough. And then the subplot ends. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm Todd. At least I think I am. I mean, that I like as a joke because I can never remember which yeah, one's which. Yeah, it's happened so much in this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> not as much as people confusing Sherry for Terry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> don't even start. Two distinctly different characters. I know, racists. <laughs> And with the whole, yeah, Rod and Todd staying at home and doing the mannequin challenge while Ned's off at <laughs> teaching school. Like, the other thing is, like, and it was only done in a HD era episode, it was explained why Todd and Rod don't go to Springfield Elementary is actually they go to a Christian private school. Mm. Yeah, so the whole thing about them staying with the Simpsons is even weirder because yeah. of that. Yeah, they've always gone somewhere, even when we've never known for sure. Yeah. Does that mean they're just alone in the house when everyone's gone? Or if uh, they're no. just with Marge and Maggie? God is watching them. Ah. Oh. Marge, Maggie, and God. Yeah. He seems like a pretty inconsistent babysitter, though. I mean, you get your occasional Isaac moments, but uh, the rest of the time it's okay. Yeah, and God actually was a continuous cutaway. character in this one. Yeah. And not for anything particularly funny at any point. No, I do like the bit where it's like, but you, if you in- pray when you're eating lunch, doesn't it interrupt God's lunch? God's like, ah, finally someone thinks of me. Yeah. I was okay with that one. But... There was just something weird about the delivery. It was like, yeah. oh, finally someone remembers yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Just quick, quick, short and snappy. Get yep. it over with. 
Why did God throw down lightning at one point as well? Because he was agreeing with him as well. He's like, yeah, lightning. Uh, I'm Zeus now. Uh. <laughs> it's just business. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. He went all iced tea on them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not personal. It's just business. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, was there any wacky moments? But yeah, because this episode is so fucking all over the place. Yeah, there are a lot of wacky moments that, I, yeah, I just straight up forgot about. Like, especially to do with the eclipse. There were a couple of weird gags around that. Yeah, with the bugs attacking Nelson, which... Yeah, it was quick and it was like... Okay. And then Lenny, this was a little bit of wackiness that I like. He's like, oh, I told you to use the eye protector. And he's like, I thought you meant to stand on it. Yeah, I didn't like that, but I like the callback where then he's wearing a bandage that says, looking for eye donor, Hazel preferred. Yeah. Mm. And they called back to it as well when there was a HR meeting and he was wearing the single eye patch, so yeah, he's he got, got one. one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he managed to get one Hazel. Yeah, there's probably a bit more wackiness to talk about, but for now, let's move on to the heart. Was this a particularly heartfelt episode of The Simpsons? You know, it should have been, and so yet I feel nothing. Now, I could be dead as a human being, we've all discussed this, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> I, it just bounced around so much, nothing felt, there wasn't anything to grip onto, like, you don't really feel much for Ned's despondency, or Homer's guilt, or really any of it, because we just move so much. Yeah, and with Homer feeling guilty as well, like, that they then moved it to Bart and Ned. Yeah. Yeah, tied into this whole feeling of not really a settled storyline, I guess. Got a couple of like solid heartbeats in there. It just wasn't like a continuous pump. Yeah. Like, there was a couple of moments with Barton Flanders that were like, oh, yeah, that's nice. That's a real connection there. But just not often. Yeah. Well, no, I, I agree. Like, I think I felt more for Barton Flanders than I did for Homer and Flanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially when they go over to Ned's house and, you know, Bart's yeah. like, what would Mrs. K do? And like, he looked at the picture, and and apparently, yeah, this was an archival recording because, yeah, she, oh really? Because yeah, unfortunately, Marshall Wallace, yeah, had died about four or five years previous to this episode. Um, right, I feel better that's an archive voice because I wrote down in very large letters, "You do not overdub Miss Krabappel." Yeah, but if it's actually her voice, that's different. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, that was pinched from a HD era episode where, yeah, if you can teach it one kid one thing, then that's a success. And yeah, yeah that was a really sweet moment. I think stolen from an episode no one would have seen. Yep. <laughs> I think I've seen that episode as well. My God, what the hell? I've just seen <laughs> weird you, ones. You're like the ringer we brought in. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with Bart and Ned at the end as well, with Bart like helping Ned and pranking his way into being an effective teacher, what do you guys think of that? Again, it was an okay idea. It was just so rushed and hurried and had so much to do with a remote-controlled skeleton. Yeah. There was a lot of that. There yeah. was more of that than there needed to be. There yep. needed to be another thing. Yeah, they needed a third trick pulled out of the hat. Because just having, you know, the board flashes up with behave, sure, that's effective. He could probably pull that together. But yeah, everything else was just... Eh. So yeah, kind of wackiness as well. Did Bart line out the end written in thumbtacks on Flanders' chair? Yeah. And he didn't notice it? And he sat on that many tacks and was like, well, I'm actually into this. <laughs> 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 Joke's on you, Bart. That's my fetish. Yeah, <laughs> and it was annoying that yeah they go the end and then there was a yeah then there's another bite yeah which uh, I hated all that stuff with everybody's inner monologue 
Yeah, with Sherry going, oh, I hope I beat Terry to the training bra. Where did that come from? This uh. was so previously somewhat wholesome. Yeah, for real. Yep. I will say I did like the hamsters. I'm starting to suspect this wheel doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's Just mostly bad. for the delivery. Yeah. yeah, it was a really good bit of voiceover, but it felt oddly right. family guy. Yeah, true. Yeah, actually, there were a few moments of this episode that I'd say felt family guy. Oh, like when Homer was and Marge were like, you know, getting uh, snuggly. And then all of a sudden, his fantasy sequence. That was also everything was very intense in that snuggling sequence. Like, I want you. I want you to. I only want you. Yeah, Yeah, it's really weird hearing I want you from the lead vocalist of Behemoth. (laughs) (laughs) Snuggle. But yeah, he imagining Wonder Woman and then the beer, then Wonder Woman with the beer, and then the pe- oh my god, it just fucking dragged. It, it dragged on, and for a second there, he wanted to fuck a beer. Yeah, so... I mean, haven't we all wanted to fuck <laughs> a beer at some point? Not physically. Okay. Let me put on a little music to get me in the mood. Dun, 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 dun. And a lot of Crisco. <laughs> Hard-earned thirst Ouch. needs a big cold beer. And the best cold beer is Vic. <laughs> Awkward. I have um, the weirdest boner right now. That's got to stay in. <laughs> oh, actually, we're talking about the heart and we haven't mentioned the date night. How did we like Homer's date night? He did really well. I mean, it started off really stupidly because he's at the bar going, oh, she wants to go on a date night, but I've spent years ignoring everything she thinks and says. You're like, Bleh. thanks. But then he actually goes to the effort like, brother. I liked that he was, like, watching all the YouTube tutorials. Yeah, especially how to turn off your iPad. Because <laughs> I've seen iPhone users not know how to lock their own iPhones. Like, oh, God. <laughs> how? How do you not know? <laughs> the end of the date night as well, they uh, go on that romantic gondola ride, and then the gondola's parked outside the house. I, was, I got a good laugh. Yep, yep, put that in the things that managed to get to the Simpsons driveway <laughs> playlist that shouldn't have. Yeah, I think there's a <laughs> swan boat at one point. Oh, the Flanders the yeah. piloted there. I'm saying piloted because... Uh, what is it when you drive a swan boat? Piloting. Yeah. I liked Homer's idea for the romantic night as well, which was pedals, more pedals, even more pedals, and then all diehards. <laughs> <laughs> but i got to say, with the whole pedals thing, something I, th- like, because I was 18 at the time when I did this, I covered the bed in pedals, and my girlfriend at the time was like, oh, that's so sweet. And then, yeah, found out that they just stained the fuck out of our bed sheets. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, putting pedals on your carpet, probably don't do that. Get, get pedal-coloured sheets. Ah, and petal-coloured carpet. But then the petals just slowly rot in your bed Because you can't find them. Yeah. Ah, right. <laughs> you get ants. That's fine. Just get used to ants. Nitrous ants. <laughs> <laughs> they go very fast. And I did actually like the restaurant scene with the corkage joke, and he had a big box of Pinot Meh, <laughs> which I think you can get for $6 at Dan Murphy's these days. Uh, five. Life, even better and uh, yeah i weirdly liked the violinist uh, waiter joke yeah they've done that before but hey it works <laughs> what that you can bribe someone into having musical talent yeah they've done like the episode you didn't like kill the alligator and run where homer starts playing piano badly and they whip him and he starts playing perfectly oh yeah yeah good point. You know, they, they've done it a couple of times but it's a joke i always like we were even talking earlier about how much would you need to be paid to sell out your own morals or to you know for like an ad or something i'm like how much would you need to pay someone to suddenly be great at violin? And, you know, hit us up. Let's see how much you can buy the Simpsons Index approval for. We've <laughs> literally asked for drugs to sponsor us before, so our morals are not high, but our integrity is. Only because we're, no one's offered us enough money yet. It's true. Or enough drugs. If Tim Long's like, hey, here's a whole bunch of money to love the new Simpsons episodes, we'll be like, yeah, back that truck up. We're re-reviewing the Lady Gaga episode because... 
to be fair, it is fantastic. I know, cubic zirconia all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Character integrity, show integrity, how was it? You know, other than its very slapdash pacing, I'm going to say no one's out of character, and it it does feel like The Simpsons, just so very patchwork of it. Yeah, everyone except Rod and Todd. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Who are just broken Sims. <laughs> for real yeah they're, they're programming shutdowns so they're just frozen like that yeah. yeah and someone for weird reasons boxed them inside the simpsons house yeah <laughs> i think we solved it guys they yeah. took away the doors yeah. <laughs> at least they didn't take away the toilets <laughs> like i did to all my sims or the pool ladder like <laughs> i did to all my sims <laughs> clean the stove people it's important <laughs> yeah yeah, look, the integrity of this episode, I totally agree. There's like the Todd stuff is weird, but also it doesn't go far enough in any direction yeah. for it to be a character break. It's just is odd. And I'd say the other problem I have with the integrity is just the voice work, but it's just by nature of the actors getting older. Like yeah. Ned sounded off, Todd sounded off, Marge, yeah, which is the said before. That's yeah, a bit worrying, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, integrity's not what's going wrong with this episode. Mm. I guess it felt a bit family guy at times with, yeah, it's slapdashness. So the show as a whole feeling a bit off, but otherwise the characters are pretty fine. But yes, no, would you watch this one again? Probably not. No? No real reason to. Yeah, I'd say hangover test only. Yeah, I, I don't know, because I still don't know how I feel. Like, uh, well, I mean, for me, there's nothing to go back to. Yeah. So if it's on, I don't dislike it enough to reach the remote. I mean, I'm lying down, I'm comfortable. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, there's no no reason to go. Oh, hey, this one. I'm gonna sit down. No, if you're not already sitting, no. Yeah, look, I might maybe in the context of a playlist. So if you're gonna put this in a playlist of Simpsons episodes, what playlist would it go in? Ned Jobs, I guess. Yeah, yeah. the opening of the Leftorium and that, like mm. the saga of the Leftorium. Actually, I will point out that there was a. Because we were sort of debating a little while ago, like, what Ned went to college for, you know? Yeah, Because apparently, yeah, he used to work in pharmaceutical sales. And, yeah, apparently his degree is in casting out demons and he's fluent in Aramaic. But also teaching. I mean, oh, yeah, teaching, teaching was the main chunk. Right, yeah, because that they actually made that come back. Interesting. Which is then kind of weird that he takes that long to get around to a teaching job. But okay. Yeah, for real. In retrospect. And I don't remember if the other episode was good, where, but where they established that the Leftorium has moved to, like, one of those mid... Uh, Kiosk things. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, right. the kind of places that reach out at you and it's like, hey, want to be my customer? And it's like, no, no, if you were good enough, you'd have a shop front. It's like a sunglass hut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Leftorium Express first appeared in White Christmas Blues, which we gave a unanimous failure. So, no, don't watch that one. BT, what would you like to change about this episode? Trim some stuff out of that beginning. Give the whole thing a bit more pacing spend a bit more time with go from ned as hr to ned as a teacher cut out a lot of that in between stuff he was like on a cruise with old people dancing and he's like i'll oh, keep five bible distances between the two of you and like ned they're 80 let them fuck yeah for real and he was a photographer for rolling stone yeah that came out of nowhere and then he trimmed their hair and made them all look like him and like i thought they were gonna do like a joke on that Oakley Doakley, you know, the Flanders band? Yeah. I thought that would have been a prime... Come on, even Flanders think they suck. (laughs) (laughs) They do, they're terrible. (laughs) So yeah, you can get away, get rid of all that, and just extend the other two parts, and I like the idea that both Homer and Bart slight Ned just because he's kind of invaded their space, and like, oh, I've actually been a bad person, he wasn't doing anything wrong, I just didn't like him in my space, and they kind of come together over that, that's fine, but it just, it happens so quickly, 
and was given the same amount of time as everything else that didn't matter, it felt like it didn't matter, even though that was the driving point. So that's what I would change, Elliot. How about you, Tom? What would you like to change about this episode? Firstly, just separate the two houses. Have some kind of collision point between them, as opposed to just having them mm-hmm. in the same spots the entire time where things are just happening for yeah. no, no particular reason. And just have some more conflict between Homer and Flanders to actually get the ball rolling. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's almost like they set up that whole thing, like, because Homer didn't actually recommend him. He just said, here's the number to call. And Lenny said later, oh, a recommendation from you would have sunk him. Like, why wasn't that the point of conflict? Yeah, or even, because Ned does things like, oh, you know, when you're all having lunch, I've turned all the tables inwards so we can have a prayer circle. Mm. And then that's not a problem for anyone. Like, if it had been... Homer had been like, but I hate having people watch me eat. Then they count the donuts or something like that because there's no problem for him. He's just like, aren't you interrupting God having his lunch? And it's like, that's an okay joke, but this doesn't illustrate why Ned at your workplace is a problem for you. Yeah. No, it's really confusing. Yeah, what I'd change. Uh, I don't know that I'd have Ned become a teacher, but then again, that's where I did say before I felt the most heart. So... Mm. I'd say, yeah, go one way or the other. Either Flanders is at Springfield Elementary or he's at the nuclear power plant. Like, dividing the axe between this, like, is really does make this episode feel so slapdash and doesn't feel like there's an arc there. Like, one big overarching story, it just sort of feels like it's jumping up and down and going to a whole bunch of different places. like an excited terrier, just jumping up and down. I think that's what it was. We had no real A story, B story. It was just all A story, but there was two A stories between Flanders and two different people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then also, yeah, fuck off the whole Lisa Todd thing. You guys didn't know what you were doing with it, so... Yeah, imagine the writer's room on this one. Hey, what if Todd annoys Lisa? Oh, that's amazing. Where do we go with that? I don't know. I'm out of ideas. I'm going home. Yeah. And that's the other thing, because, yeah, his creepiness did feel a bit Millhousey. And there was something funny about the line of Lisa going, oh, God, this makes me miss Millhouse. Mm-hmm. And it cuts to him for some fucking joke about his black socks. What? He's just in the house and he's like, I knew I've been in luck switching to grey socks from white socks. What? Yeah, ladies love dark socks, apparently. <laughs> right in, ladies. <laughs> guest stars of the episode Michael Dees who is actually a frequent Simpsons voice actor he does a lot of the male singing stuff yeah he sung My Funny Valentine for them and yeah as we mentioned Marsha Wallace in an archived performance mm. Mm. any other music that stood out to you guys from this episode musical moments no mm. it was a violin yeah mm. <laughs> he could play pretty good for enough money Superman plays pretty good you play pretty well damn it <sighs> <laughs> All right, we're here. BT, any other notes? I do like Ned's line of, he's talking about the Leftorium kiosk closing down. He's like, all I really got was right-handed college students looking to experiment. <laughs> like, that, that's pretty good. I like yeah, that. I wrote bad. that down too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Burns has a sign up at work just says, don't read this work. And there was an implied sign gag as well when Flanders like first came to the Simpsons home. He's like, uh, I know you had your keep out Flanders sign up, but I needed to talk. I like that. An implied mm-hmm. sign gag. Yeah, it was good. How about you, Tom? Any other notes? Nope. Ah, not I'm, bad. I'm all done. That's, yeah, that's there wasn't me. a lot to note on this one. Well, that's the thing. I think I would have written down more, but it was so obvious how many points weren't going to have any weight or weren't going to matter at all. So I was like, I'm just going to ignore this. Yeah. Like all of Ned's jobs between the plant and teaching. It's like, this isn't going to matter, so I'm not going to write it down. The Ferris wheel opening was a great metaphor for the show. <laughs> <laughs> it just smashed up the house and then it was done. Yeah. Oh, and this was another couch gag where I thought... 
oh, cool, Ferris wheel in the Simpsons house. Beautiful, simple. But then they just, like, yeah. took a couple of extra bites for why? They stopped down and go, oh, totally worth it. Yeah, so worth it. Again, I was like, no, no, just have them going, woo, and then cut. Or coming back to the ruined living room and then cut. Yeah, I, I feel like we've been having to mention the couch gags so much lately because of how much they keep taking this extra bite. And yeah, like you said, metaphor for the show. Had something, took too many bites. Yep. All right, it's time for my final notes. Now it's time and now it's time for his final notes. Elliot's final notes. So was that the fry pan grease you poured into the milk carton? <laughs> <laughs> he adds it to his coffee. Oh. I mean, good joke, but also ill, but also good. Mm-hmm. Flanders, when he's getting the job at the power plant, Mr. Burns goes, I might need to take your blood occasionally. And Mm -hmm. Flanders goes, that's okay. My blood type is B positive, like my attitude. Mr. Burns cannot use that blood for him because he's got a rare double O negative. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I hated the I love rock and roll song parody. Let's pray, pray and pray. Pray, 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 At least it was supposed to be bad. So, Yeah. The magical ministry tour. No, that's not bad. <laughs> but it does remind me of another HD era episode that had a really good one where Homer's like, oh, Flanders, what music do you like? I like ACDC. And Flanders' like, oh, I like ADBC. They do ACDC religious covers. Kindly deeds done for free. <laughs> Kindly deeds done, done for free. That's just low key as someone who is raised in that kind of thing. <laughs> That's a real thing. That's been a real thing for decades now. Oh, really? Yeah. What, like, it's almost like kids bop, but for religion? Just, yeah, that's a thing. Oh, wow. That's a thing that is sung. (laughs) (laughs) We've all learned something today. Indeed. The mop-up drool gag went for way, way, way too long. And ooh, ooh, sorry, whole, whole lot of rosary there. So I was trying to think of other ACD cross-religion jokes. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I feel good about that one. Continue. There was another really bad Kirk joke. I've sort of, I've come to a theory on the on Kirk in the late recent seasons is that he's just essentially another Gill now, and it really yeah. bugs me. And it's the same in this scene where it's like. Huh, don't become a lifeguard if you don't know how to swim, huh? And then that's all that scene is. Yeah. Yeah. When Flanders gets the sign from God in the sky, and then the reveal is that it was the Duff blimp that was on fire. Yep. Is he dead? Duff man must be dead. Oh no. <laughs> Duff man. Yeah, so, okay, first of all, Jordan's anal corner. Jordan's anal <laughs> We have a friend who's really anal retentive, so we named a segment after him. Yeah, and over <laughs> time, we just went from yelling at town crier to just getting slowly more, like, degenerating the, t- the phrasing. That's all right, I'll so change my pants. So Jordan's anal corner to... <laughs> By the end of the podcast, it'll just be... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay, fire's going to be brighter than the fucking the writing yep. on the digital thing. And I think they only did it just so Duffman could say Duff Mankind, which, yep. excellent twerge, mm. was wasted in this moment. Yep. It's time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just meh, you give a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got okay bronze, good silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the very best, you give cubic zirconia. Let me go first. I'm going to show you how it's done. God damn, I thought I'd know by now. Uh, look, it, it was almost a bronze, but I can't help it. It's a participant. It was ultimately really flat. There were some good bits in it, which kind of makes this disappointing for me. But 
yeah, really, I, I, I just don't really want to return to it. BT. Yeah, a handful of good jokes, like proper laugh out loud jokes, even proper chuckle jokes. I would have bronzed it because it's coherent, and unlike a lot of modern Simpsons, which is a bunch of nonsense thrown together, this one's a cut above those. But I can't give it anything higher than a participant. I was just eh on the whole enterprise and i've forgotten most of it already and we just finished talking about it yeah and tom finish it off yeah participant for me as well like if it was coming up if i was watching the disc of this mm. season mm. i wouldn't skip it but i certainly wouldn't sit down on the you, couch i would get continue up to doing my chores <laughs> yeah yeah all right well averaging out that'll be a unanimous participant this will be joining other unanimous participants from season 29 this will be the fourth one it'll be joining the surfsons where they do that weird medieval fucking episode without context or anything it's (laughs) just the simpsons are medieval this episode yep weird yep fears of a clown which we did with hottest 100s and thousands where crusty tries to reinvent himself as a legitimate theater actor oh theater Mm. And King Lear, which we reviewed with David Malloy a few weeks ago. That's where we meet Moe's family. Oh, yeah, that was odd. Oh, I remember yeah. actually kind of liking that it's one. It's got some moments, but overall, you just... Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a let's meet this B character's family. Like, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, before we move on, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? So, old mate Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Dennis the wild card Perkins. This isn't the wild card in the opposite direction than we're used to, though. Oh, yeah. He gave this episode a D plus, which for the wow. AV Club is like failure territory. He burned it down. Wow. Yeah. What does he have to say? Let's find out. Left Behind is about everything and nothing. To be more accurate, this record-setting episode, uh, because this was the one that officially overtook Gunsmoke as the most episodes of a television show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh. Gunsmoke. Which held the record before. This record-setting episode begins being about more than half a dozen things, and then never quite pays off a single one. An oil-in-water quality suffuses episodes like this. The half, at best, realised plot lines too insubstantial to register for moments past their half-assed completion. Wow. That is like... I mean, he's not wrong, it's just a lot harder than he usually is. I don't quite agree about the half-dozen plots things, because... There's three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, we said, like, the Flanders thing was, like, in two parts, and then, like, the Lisa thing was pretty inconsequential, but it's not, like, one of those ones, like, Frink gets testy. Remember there was, like, fucking four plot lines to that one? Yeah. Oh, that one hurts. Yeah. So I said a quick Google. Gunsmoke is routinely placed amongst the best shows of any kind and any time. There were 20 seasons, and it had 635 episodes. I wonder if you'd, like program a slightly better episode for the one that's record-breaking you'd think but no but also the simpsons like sort of production schedule does get in the way of them like acknowledge sometimes when they do break these records Mm. like fears of a clown the one that i mentioned before that one had the acknowledgement that they'd beaten gunsmoke in the couch gag and then lisa goes oh we're still off by a couple of episodes and it's like well fucks won't let us animate this again rat and it's like well, animate it for the right fucking episode then. <laughs> no. And that's it. They could have put it in this one where it did actually happen, but they didn't. Cause... I shan't. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time to move on to the Teens Era episode where the Simpsons participate in a reality show. Oh, this one have a uh, Ziggy or Twiggy or whatever his name is. Squiggy. Squiggy. There it is. Yep. We are going to season 14's Helter Shelter. We'll be back. 
And we are back and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was season 14, episode 5, Hell to Shelter. First released in December of Ought 2, it was directed by Mark Kirtland, written by Brian Pollack and Mert Rich. In this episode, the Simpsons get a termite problem and so without a house they decide to go on a reality TV show that's set in the late 1800s where they can only do 1800s things. But the reality show apparently gets boring so they pick up the house and set it adrift. <laughs> Guys, what did you think? Bloody great. Pretty good. Just quick question. Mert Rich? Mert Rich. M-U-R-T is this guy's first name. M-E-R-T. Mert. Mm. Mert. If we had a child, he'd be Mert Bert. <laughs> <laughs> you have a new quest in life. Yeah. Yeah, look, I've, I thought this episode was overall good. I know this one is actually, it gets a bad rap too. Yeah, I think for me, it was one that started off quite well and for the most part was okay, but then it just kind of declined. I, they didn't know how to finish this one. Yeah, for and real. I think it really shows that. And I think that's why maybe it gets a bad rap is that people remember the ending because that's what you're left with. That's your final taste. And it's just slapped together and it just mm, it's yeah not as strong as some of the opening stuff which is a shame but those first 20 minutes oh, yeah a lot of fun great yeah. yeah yeah no there are so many jokes in here which i like lump in with like the most memorable moments of the simpsons honestly i mean even the very last thing of the episode which i'm going to say stood out to me from the episode because i love it so much was law and order special elevator investig uh, sorry elevator inspector uh ins- take three Elevator Inspectors Unit. Law and Order. Law and Order Elevator Inspectors Unit. So good. Like, just a great little quippy way to end the episode, which comments on the fact that uh, at that time there were like six billion Law and Orders. Yeah, Dick Wolf has his own channel now. (laughs) (laughs) All crime all the time. So much Dick Wolf. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, the problem here is the five button light is out. I think I'm going to be sick. So good. How about you, Tom? What's something from this episode that stood out to you for better or worse? Oh, Jesus. The hot fudge pot. (laughs) (laughs) There were so many like little gags that were thrown in here. Yeah. Yeah. Almost all of them around that great skybox bit where. Yeah. Yeah, And just so perfectly timed and everything's just thrown in really well. And it's got that. It's got so much forward momentum that just keeps it yeah, going. This is an episode that really hits the ground running because it starts, Homer's, and I love this joke, Homer's walking around whistling, a pipe just falls on him and he's like kind of unconscious but still whistling. Mm. The like, comedic timing of that is just beautiful though. Like, And I think, like, I mean, because we've all seen this episode before, but mm. it totally still took us by surprise. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think we all got a laugh out of that. And then, yeah, that's how they get Skybox tickets to pay him off for that. And that's how they get Termites. And that's how they get to the show. It all flows very quickly. Around that Skybox section, yeah, these were a lot of my favorite gags of this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And especially that fudge pot. Can't they just be happy for my success? <laughs> <laughs> As they're like scaling the wall medieval style, just scold. Yeah. It just gets you laughing in like the first five seconds of the episode and you don't mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. yeah. And I love Marge's line there of, you get all the excitement of being in the sky with all the safety of being in a box. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just looking for it. I found it. Yeah. Moe's line after he gets covered in fudge. Oh, God damn. I just got all that gum out of my armpits. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Moe. <laughs> How about you, BT? What's a moment from this episode that sounds out to you for better or worse? I like the continuity of Lisa being into hockey because, you know, we have that oh. episode with uh, her and Bart playing ho- ice hockey where she's the goalie. So she understands that when the, uh, the shooting puck guy is aiming for the goal where he should aim the five hole which apparently whatever but it sounds like sport yeah and uh it's continuity so yeah i appreciate that and she gets rewarded with his hockey tree and also uh, they don't draw too much attention that the springfield ice hockey team is called the ice o terps 
Oh. Yeah. And also just the name of the arena, the Gosh Your Hair Smells Terrific Arena. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down just immediately, well. which is perfect. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the slogan of a brand, not even the brand itself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a weird thing where, like, no one wanted to go to hockey either. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I did, like, the little sign lights up. Tonight, hockey. And everyone's like, ah, no. <laughs> yeah, it still draws a crowd. But, I, I mean, even Homer, like, forgetting about where they were at. All right, fine. Have fun at your Eagles concert, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> we're at a hockey game. Eh? Yeah, oh, I found all that stuff really charming. Uh, play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? I think probably two, but I wouldn't bet on it. Yep. Like seven. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen this a bunch, and I keep coming into this concept of an episode that fools me, where it starts out, you know, better than it ends. And this is the case here, but yeah, I didn't really, if I hated it where it went before, I wasn't that down on it this time. Mm. I just thought of the ending... Eh, that's a bit slapped together. That's a bit weak. Yeah, I was sitting there going, eh, I'm pretty sure the ending sucks, but hey, you know what? I'm having a good time now. Yeah, yeah. I really think this was a fun ride. Mm -hmm. And it was a wacky ride. So let's talk about some of those wacky moments that stood out to us. They king of the hill for a while there. But so tastefully, without too much effort on it. It's like... You're not trying to imitate lines. You're not trying to do anything else. It's just really solid then little tribute. Like, mm, yep. Mm. Yeah, and there were like a few little cool things, like someone threw out a couch, and like Kirk comes along and picks it up, and yeah, yeah, nice little visual some, jokes, some high speed jokes. Mm. Yeah, and I liked how Homer goes. Eh, that was boring. Let's do something else, <laughs> <laughs> tying into my opinion of King of the Hill. <laughs> Ooh, savage. Uh, it, it's a fine show, but one, it doesn't age well, and also it is really boring at times. Mm. Yeah, any other wacky moments? Uh, Maggie is a mean drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I really like her throwing so the punch. So great. <laughs> Just stumbling back and then stumbles forward and Bart's like, yeah. <laughs> and then they immediately cut away from it and keep on going. Yeah. An accidental playlist. Yeah, kids in the bar. <laughs> yeah, true. Do we have a running theme this episode? We'll find out. Sims as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the opening. Yeah, they even like made some of those like sim sound effects as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The termites are the no woodniks. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the Russian no-woodniks. Yeah. And Raphael, as well, is strangely um, demented in this episode. Yeah, I think. it's weird. I, I don't like the joke where he's like, oh, no, get rid of these, I'm going to have to act like a bug, think like a bug, and he starts biting the table. But it is kind of saved when Marge is like, why do you always get the cheapest guys? I go by how funny the sign is, and yeah. it's just a bug's death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the uh, anti-ant-ant from Bug's Life. I think that's his name, right? Uh, Anthony? <laughs> I have not seen Bug's Life in the longest time. Yeah. Oh, but actually, I really didn't need the joke of the, it's a circus cliche, and then... Yeah, that's the thing with this. There's a, there are a few jokes I really didn't need, so there's like that, or there's a bit where, you know, someone gets a tooth knocked out of the ice hockey, and Cletus catches it and gives it to Gummy Sue, and she's like, now I was like Britney Spears, and steals it down the barrel of the camera to smile, and it's like... <sighs> the weird thing is, she actually looked more like Tom Cruise than she did Britney Spears. <laughs> <That's interesting. laughs> Just Google think of it. Tom Cruise's front tooth. I've never seen them in the same room at the same time. Ooh. Could Tom Cruise be Britney Spears? Sorry, I have to Google this now. Ah, uh, yeah, he's got those two like weirdly flat, direct no, front no, teeth. No, no, no. It's just one tooth. Oh, no, like... that's right. Yeah, I forgot. It's... Oh, he does. Yeah. yeah. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah, it's like right down the middle, like lines up with his nose. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 
and he's always like pointed at us like a. It's the source of his power. (laughs) Tom Cruise's front tooth and Megan Fox's thumbs. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's right, because they like go backwards or something. No, she's got club thumbs. They're like toes. They're like big toes on her hands. Wow, two thumbs. So some other wackiness. How about the wackiness of the actual reality show stuff? What did you guys think of that? I do enjoy a good old-fashioned, uh, ridiculous Victorian undergarments joke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tying into a good blank screen, but like wacky foley sound effects. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, various bits of steel unhinging and then just a saw out of nowhere. And Yeah, Jesus, this comparison, like the bedroom scene... Yeah. From this episode compared, compared to the compared last, to the last yeah. one. Eey. It's just chalk and cheese. <laughs> All right, weird sex playlist. <laughs> <laughs> All that going on while Maggie's in her fucking baby cage. <laughs> fucking um, weird. Apu cannot sell them non-scarring toilet paper. Ah, yep, that's true. Or Urkelos. Oh, they're delicious, but not allowed. But forbidden. Also just Marge having the list for tampons. Yeah. Like, good, th- good prep. I'm actually looking up Frinkiac. I'm pretty sure this is the first time that they've said the word tampons in The Simpsons. I mean, to be fair, it doesn't come up a lot. But yeah, there's a bit where Apu's like, well, I'm sorry, they weren't invented in 1850. So for shits and giggles, I looked it up. The tampon was invented in 1929. And then next to that, I had to write a note saying, hi, future me. (laughs) Because (laughs) me is going to look at that and go, why the fuck did I write that down? (laughs) Oh, well, there we go. Uh, this is an educational podcast. Yeah. (laughs) You can get uh, your Simpsons opinions and history. Aren't we good? <laughs> yep. The history of feminine hygiene products and The Simpsons. That's what we offer you here. But yeah. wacky things. Are we allowed to talk about Bill Cosby? Because <laughs> uh, sure. oh, it's more comfortable than any other place to talk about it. So, yeah. Yeah. Talk about things that haven't aged well. Yeah. It was. I think they, this whole thing existed so they could do the whole, let's pick a family who hasn't been on TV forever. Uh, the Simpsons. Uh. Yeah. And just have... The then acceptable Cosby making uh, a bunch of wacky Cosby kind of sounds with the bipping and the bopping and the pooping and the scooping. Yep. Yeah. 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 What a just a fucking awful pit stain that guy is. (laughs) Well, he's in prison now. So he should be. Yes, he should. Yeah. Oh, and as of this morning, joining Cardinal Pell. Fuck yes. Probably not the same prison, though. Although that'd be great. That'd be great antics. Fantastic. <laughs> Reality show it's the based classic on that. Odd couple. Oh, God. <laughs> da, 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 da. You're in prison. <laughs> yeah, so it, it is, yeah, one of those things that don't age well. Like, And yeah, we've seen it a bunch where the yeah, Simpsons are But do- it doesn't age well in a way that is in no way their fault. Yeah. But yeah, all the Cosby jokes, like, I'm dreading when we have to do the episode where, like, Homer's constantly referring to fatherhood by Bill Cosby as a source for inspiration. Mm. Yeah, or the one where he's all, like, kids today listen to the rap music so they don't get the jazz with the hip and mm. the hop and the bip. Because we love that quote. Yeah. To say, they don't know what the jazz is all about. Was something we used to just say all the time at music school and stuff, and now we can't say it anymore. Yeah. No, 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 no. yeah. It's tainted. So the other wacky thing, uh, introducing Squiggy into the reality show yeah. to give it a bit of life. That was odd. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like the absurdity of it, but I don't think they used him enough to make it feel worth it, though. Yeah, only for the line of, no, everything is ruined, our bellows, Iloscope, Squiggy. Just <laughs> Squiggy! <laughs> yeah. So one of the guest actors for this episode was David Lander. Squiggy? That feels like it should be Landers, right? Stupid Landers. <laughs> oh no, just a single He's not one of those plural last names No, so David Lander Who, of course, was Squiggy on Laverne and Shirley Lander, I hardly know her uh, Yeah, it was terrible, but I had to do it 
Uh, he's he's related to the Mars rover. <laughs> that died recently, and it still hurts. Don't freaking bash opportunity. <laughs> I cry every time. <laughs> what was Battery it? low and it's getting, getting dark. dark. <laughs> oh god! And Billy Holiday, yeah, to send her off. Oh really? Oh, oh really? I didn't know that part. God! <laughs> yeah, that was the very last message. Oh man. <laughs> So, other than, yeah, being Squeaky on Laverne and Shirley, this guy has actually got an amazing voice acting repertoire. Oh, really? He'd done lots and lots of kids' cartoons and, uh, and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And just while I'm talking about guest actors as well, Larry Holmes made an appearance in the Skybox. So, he was a professional boxer. For all you sports fans out there. He sure. did a sport. And in my research, the interesting thing I found out about him is that he actually had a big fight with Jerry Cooney. Like, it was a very controversial fight at the time because there was a bit of, like, uh, racial elements to it where he was, like, accusing Jerry Cooney of getting accelerated because he was white and he had to work very hard. And so there was a lot mm. of animosity and public spats going into the fight, but apparently they just had a really even, well-rounded fight and, like, nice. several moments of them, like, looking at each other, like, going, damn, respect the hell out of you. And oh, man, why isn't that a movie? I know, right? <laughs> so ultimately, Larry Holmes won that fight, but, yeah, they became really close friends after that. So, yeah, Jerry Cooney, sorry, who you might remember from the Casino episode. Oh, yeah, go glass jaw, auto, auto knocks him out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, I said bug off. That one. <laughs> So just while we're on wackiness, the highlight court in Lenny's apartment. Oh, yeah, that's the sound of the Kalola hitting the fronton. (laughs) (laughs) Relaxing. And then just the callback to it, Homer atlasing the rock while saying, that Lenny sure had a crazy apartment. Yeah. (laughs) Which was funny him sinking, but then it like turns his neck and you hear that... Like, oh. Yeah, but yeah, real quick snap away. So Homer is dead, and Marge is also a murderer because she and Lisa do that, you know, one person lean behind them thing and push him over, and the guy goes over a cliff. Yeah. And they're all like, Bleh. I yeah, didn't even catch that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they that was just meant to be a charming, yeah, push over the daughter situation, but. Now there's blood on both their hands and on Lisa's back, <laughs> I guess, because she. Yeah, yeah they've got a, one of those mother daughter secrets that you just take to the fucking grave. <laughs> And so, yeah, when they were also looking for an alternate house, I really didn't think much of the comic book guy gag. Oh, here are my um, Galactic United Nations. Yeah, because of all people, they wouldn't have gone to them. Like, it should have been a Patty and Selma joke instead. Yeah, for real. Why wasn't it? I don't know, because they wanted to do the Galactic UN. I don't know, whatever. And it was just like, uh, sad notice. Uh, So any other wackiness uh, you want to mention before we move on? Brand conference? (laughs) (laughs) I actually really... That was such a bland joke that turned so good. Because it's just like, they needed a reason why there were no hotel rooms. Like, okay, there's a brand conference. It's like, I'm just going to say it. We haven't had a single good idea since Raisin Brand. All right. uh, Let him crazy. No, (laughs) he's the incident madman. Oh, man. Such drama in brand. (laughs) Sorry to jump all over your point there, man, but it tapped into something in my heart. (laughs) Friggin' beautiful. (laughs) They're right, though, and there hasn't been a good idea since Sultana Brand. Have you had quick oats? Quick oats? Oh, beautiful stuff. (laughs) Keep your regular. As regular as cod liver oil. <laughs> Nothing keeps you as regular as cod liver oil. No. So, yeah, just last thing about the wackiness is, yeah, the 1800s, 1900 house where there was one joke where Lisa's doing up Marge's corset and she's like, oh, I'm liking my bust. And then she looks down at her fucking feet, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, wild, wild stuff. 
Oh, and we don't see it actually that much after like season four, but yeah, there was a Moe's prank call joke in this yeah, one. Via Telegram. Yeah. <laughs> I liked how it was like era appropriate as well. Hey, would you cuddle me? Mm. <laughs> Golden cylinder something something your junction. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll drive a railway spike where Prime Central meets your Union Station something. Mm. Yeah. The oldie railroad jokes. Was it railroady? Yeah. I feel like it was nautical. Oh, I'm neither of those things, so I don't know. But, uh, uh, I heard Golden Cylinder, so I thought Thomas Edison. Uh, sorry, the uh, the old thing that you used to play music on. Wax cylinders that were Edison. Ah, uh, they're wax, right. Yeah. Good Gold point. would be very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and, and terrible for communicating sound. Mm-hmm. The funny name jokes that I really didn't think much of, though, was... I'll marry someone that dad picks out for me, and I wish you would consider Harlan Beatwife. He's betrothed to Martha Take-A-Punch. Yeah. <sighs> not great, not great. With Cosby. It is one of those jokes where it should have just been, I wish you could reconsider Beatwife. What? It's just a name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Although you can just lean right into that with the, finally, I'm no longer a slave to the Gillette Corporation. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Different he bled. times. <laughs> he bled so much. I was more talking about the video than anything. Yeah. The what? The, you know, the commercial. The commercial that made everyone angry, but happy, but angry, but happy, depending on Gillette what went told us how to manhood. Whatever debate that you're on. That was Gillette. Yeah. Sorry, like, it's one of those things where the video is, like, now kind of more popular and memed than the actual product in it. Yep. But no, I do remember, yeah, idiots, like, showing pictures of them flushing their Gillette razors, and it's like... Yeah, it's like, okay, that ain't gonna flush, and all right, shit. They're also disposable razors. You're gonna throw them out anyway. Yeah. It's hard, to get, chill out with hard to get revenge on a disposable razor. Yeah. It's yeah. like everyone yeah. burning their Nikes. Yeah. yeah. You've already invested the money. I really yeah. like the people who just ripped the Nike logo off the shoe, and it's like, you're still wearing them. And oh, now they're worthless. Oh, I do remember there was one guy who, like, he had Nike socks and he cut the logo off the top of the socks so he could still wear the socks, but now they got no elasticity. Yeah. Didn't uh, think that one through, did you, guy? No, like, uh Yeah, just getting back to evidence, if there's ever a revolt against Bic, they're going to be like, oh, what are you going to do, go to Parker? Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Bic, um, you need us, you bastards. For real. All right, so let's talk about some of the heart of this episode. Did you guys feel any bumps? No. I kind of liked the family coming together at one point. Yeah, I mean, their misery all shared, and it wasn't they weren't angry at each other for that. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's something resembling heart. Yeah, but, I mean, again, with them trying to introduce late episode stakes and drama into it, yeah, really cut into that heart moment. And I just kind of wish there was more of the family sort of trying to overcome that shit together. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing really, like, strongly in there that was like, oh, this really sets my pulse a-racing with familial love. It was just, this is quite funny. Yeah. That was the main thing. Yeah, and and they sort of got it over in a space of a montage, And although I did quite like the little assembly line of making the jar of preserves, which Homer was just necking anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, as far as a hard episode, yeah, there really isn't much to say on that. Indeed, there is not. Mm. So, yes or no, would you feel like an episode of The Simpsons? I'll try that again. (laughs) (laughs) But ultimately, though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, sure, for the most part. Yep. Yeah, character integrity, anybody off-model? No, I mean, it's a little off-model for Marge to be so insistent, but that's tampons and she needs those. (laughs) So, fair enough, it's, yeah. Ah, again, Jordan's anal corner. Jordan's anal corner! 
Yep. So she goes 23 skidoo and she runs off, yet yeah. she doesn't take any of the items that yeah. she... Yeah. Anyway. Just, her yelling 23 skidoo. Just what? Oh, I mean... That's my catchphrase. I'm Marge. Bye. <laughs> no, it's appropriate. Yeah, but is it? And also, uh, if you're on the internet, fellow listener, why don't you check out the 23 Skidoo, a song by my old band, Altered Beast. It's pretty good. Where we wow. play in the time signature of 23-8. <laughs> it was difficult and pretentious. Mm. I guess, like, the main thing that sort of irks me about this episode, that the ending does sort of remind me of the fucking Duncan episode with the elf jockeys and all that sort of shit. It's yeah, like, oh, man. That, yeah, yeah. They really didn't know how to end it, so how about abandoned reality TV show contestants murder the producers? Sure. Why not? Uh, yeah, it feels like one of those, like, crab people endings. I just couldn't eat enough kangaroo testicles. The weird thing is, now I can't get enough of them. <laughs> <laughs> that is a weird but great line. Yeah, yeah. Yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yes. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again. We're going to watch it again. We're going to put it in a playlist. What playlist does this go in? Reality TV. Yeah. Probably at the end of a whole season rewatch of Total Drummer Island. <laughs> is that the cartoon? Yeah. Oh, man. It's brilliant. It is? It's amazing. I've not watched that, okay. I only watched the first episode and it was like, all it was was introducing like 40 characters. Yeah. And then they come back and they come back and they come back and the endings are different in each country. Real? What? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Interesting. Other playlists that this one could go in. The Simpsons out of home? Have they been kicked out of their home much? I ain't sure. Yeah, a lot. Like uh, when the old southern gentleman wants to deal with Homer. Ah, good point. Yeah, and they go to the tobacco farm. Yeah. Mm. Or they change, they get the locks changed on them by the carnies. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and they have to live in the treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> They've been kicked out plenty of times. There we go. That, yeah, that's three. That's enough for a playlist. Oh, and I thought they'd done the circus tent cliche thing before. They did it in Faith Off, that episode we did uh, the other yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it didn't result in hallucinations. Yeah, it did. Ralph. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, and I stand corrected. I feel like there are more Simpsons on TV episodes, like quite a lot of them. Yeah. I just can't think yeah, of any. Yeah, right yeah now. like when Bart gets famous. Yeah. The I didn't do it, kid. Mm -hmm. And Homer's like being famous about 50 times within the Simpsons universe. For sure. Yeah. Uh, how about an uncomfortable Cosby playlist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Just this... like get the stretchiest collar you have so you can do all the. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it's, yeah, this one, the one I mentioned before with the boxcar racer, yep. when they watch kids say the darndest thing and he's talking about the Pokemon. Yep. Ooh. And the Bleeding Gums Murphy one. All right, so BT, what would you change? I'd give it a different ending. What ending that would be, I don't know. But uh, a few jokes here and there do lag. Get rid of those. But I don't know what. how do you end this one, but something else. It's just, it feels so weird and rushed and out of nowhere. Yep. How about you, Tom? I'd... Cut Bill Cosby and give it another 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, cut Bill Cosby. Mini feature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, changes that you can make are simple because i got to say, the jokes do have a pretty high batting rate, especially for, like, a mid-teens era episode. Like, we've definitely seen, like, a lot lower hit ratio. Yeah, I've crapped on about the ending a lot, but, man, I, I think I'm in the same boat. I haven't got many good ideas. Mm. That's It's tough, to be fair. Yeah, like, to be honest, while I kind of like the jokes about the network trying to find new ideas to boost up the show by just resorting to watching televisions and stealing more ideas, yeah. 
I don't know. I think there could have been something fun that you could have done while sticking with the the reality show mm. there. Instead like, of dropping them in the Amazon of all rivers. Or they just leave them in their house as usual, and then there's just constantly cameras there anyway, and it becomes some kind of fabulous... No, this is... No. <laughs> Meta jokes are two later episodes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's even something to that the cameras have stopped rolling, but they're still there, and then just all of a sudden they didn't realise that, yeah, the show's not on anymore. I don't yeah, know. No, I feel like I know what you're going with that of... Um, they're just like, hey, you know what? The 1850s aren't working out. Let's go to modern times. We're going to hide all the cameras in your house and you don't even know they're there. It's like, so we'll just be the Simpsons? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super meta though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a bit. Mm. But hey, it's amusing. Musical moments. Were there any music stings and stuff that stood out to you guys? There was a delightful little overture over the film grain section yeah. mm. in the Victorian-ish montage. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. that was the maple leaf rag. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And yeah, they kept like returning to it every time they were like coming into scene for the house. I like that. Yeah. Just pleasant and done pleasantly. Yeah. Pleasant piano music is pleasant. BT, any other notes? Indeed. Some of the other shows that the studio has put forth is Mystery Injection and Tied to a Bear. A mystery injection. Yeah, <laughs> I'd watch the fuck out of that show. There's a weird little moment where Bart goes, "I look like Buster Brown." Whoever that is, look him up. Yes, he does look like Buster Brown. Really? Yeah, uh, he's a cartoon character from I didn't look it up, and he looks like that. Yeah. So I do like that Marge is like, "Oh, your friends are gonna love that. They're gonna wish they had that little outfit." <laughs> and it cuts to like the bullies, and they're like, "You know, man, I wish I had that little outfit." Those I know those curls. Are die for. <laughs> I, I do like Grandpa tunes into the elderly animal channel. A lion gets up, lazily wanders after a zebra, falls down, the zebra's like, ha-ha, my turn now, and starts eating it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the lion is just like, eh. <laughs> you know what, it's my time. <laughs> How about you, Tom? Any other notes? Hey, Ma, our crap shack's going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so out of nowhere. And <laughs> yeah, and then to have Homer fall down into the kitchen, he's like, no, a little privacy. And, oh. Hidely <laughs> <laughs> ho, neighborino. As she opens the cupboard. It's just pleasant. A marjorific way to start his Flander-tastic day or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nice. Yeah. It's good, wholesome content. Yeah, just that subtext of, you know, Flander's like, I see you have a hole in your house, but I like it. I get to see you in the morning. That's nice. All right. It's time for my final notes. I like how, in addition to the Skybox entrance, there's a schnook entrance. <laughs> uh, what do they greet the Simpsons family with as they're walking in? Cologne. Cologne, yes. Do you have anything with ground-up whale in it? <laughs> but of course. Hey, what do we get? <laughs> and they're just pegged in the stomach. Hey, do we tip this guy? Yeah. Marge mentions the skybox looks like Moby's house when, the, when he was on MTV's Cribs. It was just like... Yeah, it was weird. Wow. <laughs> Early noughties references. <laughs> but I will take the balanced joke of that. Of, oh, they already told the skybox fans who would win. Yeah. <laughs> and then even Lisa was going on with it. Oh, yay, go our team. <laughs> All those poor people eating, uh, watching hockey without sushi, if you can call that watching hockey. Why did it smell like vinaigrette? <laughs> vinaigrette is not ah, an ingredient in sushi. That's true. Yeah, it's not well, even really... not in any of the sushi you can afford. <laughs> <laughs> Touché. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Man, I fucking... I'm going to dox them, maybe. I don't know. Is that a word? Uh, it uh, is, but I don't think you're using it in the right context. There's a sushi shop in the ground level at Hornsby across from the Woolworths, which, yep. okay, I went there, got some sushi, they were like, cash only, I'm like, ugh, I have to go to the ATM for the first time in years, okay, fine. And then I noticed as I was paying for the sushi, 
there was a woman that was like manually filling up the little fish things for soy sauce. And I'm like, oh, that's strange. Uh, maybe they save a couple of bucks by doing it themselves. And then when I was eating my sushi, I noticed that was fucking watered down soy sauce. Ooh. That is a oh, yeah. that is a sin. Man, you walk around the corner, there's a much better one. It's one that's uh, kind of next to the barbershop. Yeah? It's on the corner. First of all, takes card, and second of all, it is good. I'm sorry, there is no way there is saving money by paying someone to squirt out the sushi fish, water, water it, it down, down <laughs> and then fill the sushi fish up again. Yeah. How oh, much you're does talking that person about... cost? Yeah, that's like one of their cost-cutting measures to, what, save cents? I Probably... mean, you've never owned a small business, Elliot. Yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> oh, watered down soy sauce. Oh, and you could tell it was gross. I tell you, once I was in the servo and a guy walked in and said, Excuse me, mate, you sell any sushi here? And I was like, just kind of stared at him, like, Who are you? I eat so much 7 Eleven food, it's not even funny. I do it plenty of times, but like, sushi and asking for it. <laughs> Oh, I eat the hell out of the 7-Eleven sushi. Yeah, really? Okay, oh, yeah, I do. I didn't know they had sushi. Okay, like, to be fair, because you're a vegetarian, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, yeah, meat goes badder a lot quicker. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I wouldn't touch their fucking chicken yeah, teriyaki. I'm always thinking raw fish when I think sushi, so. This is true. Yeah, because, yeah, that's it. They have that, like, raw salmon one, and it's got, like, that totally not salmon pink. It's just, like, <laughs> green, white, grey. <laughs> the rare colour. <laughs> You're not going to find that on a Jewel X colour palette thing. It's not in the Crayola box. <laughs> Homer did a really bad joke of when they arrived to Lenny's place. It's like, that's Lenny, I wanted the black one. Yeah, that landed badly. Yeah. It was just done in that Homer drag out style with the better deer. I can't believe I have to say punchline. You already know the punchline. Yeah, that. Tying into my next note, which is when they were watching The Simpsons Family, the reality show guys, like testing them, and like Homer's choking Bart over, uh, that'll teach you to whistle on the Sabbath. I liked that. And then they go, oh, this family falls to pieces over nothing. And then Homer's like, where's the boy with my latte? And then, oh, that dragged. Yeah. And then again later, I did like the line of Homer not knowing what the chamber pot was and him thinking it was an army helmet. Yep. Easy mistake to make. <laughs> <laughs> did you befoul our army helmet, Beach? I've befouled a lot of things. <laughs> but I did like the very ending where they were like trying to come up with an idea and they were like almost getting towards a book club. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden Bart like says, hey, let's watch Homer drink from a hose. It's so weird. It, like, tra- it dragged out, but I did like it. I-, I love Homer's honesty in this like, hmm, the water stopped coming out. Well, I'll just look with my eye. It's very genuine. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Like, mm. hmm, now it's stopped again. Perhaps I can hear what's going on. It's time to rank this thing. BT, your turn to kick it off. Uh, I'm a little split on this one because I really like how it starts, but I feel like it falls apart. But how do I rank that overall? I am going to go with my guts and they say bronze. It's a higher bronze, but it's maybe not the best bronze. It's just stick the landing. That is like riding 101. Stick the goddamn landing because that's what people are going to remember. That's why people, I think, are more down on this episode than they technically should be. There is a lot of good content here, but it's just it's what you're left with at the end that just... So, you know, it's some fun, but mm, again, I reserve my right to blurt out later. <laughs> the blurt out course is in effect. Yeah. How about you, Tom? Well, as someone who's watched all of Total Drama Island, <laughs> I give it a silver. Yep. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think 
reality show may not be the most amazing premise, but there was just a lot of really good humor in here. I was actually laughing out loud, and it's just, yeah, I liked it. It was mm. solid and wholesome and nice. All right. Nice. Damn it, I was hoping hearing you two would like help me out a bit. But... <laughs> We've given you nothing! Because, <laughs> yeah, these are the rankings that I'm split right down the middle between... You know what? I'm the nice judge. I'm gonna I'm gonna go silver as well. I have a lot of complaints about the ending, but like we laughed out loud a lot watching this episode. And hell yeah, we the did. opening two punches especially. I think that got all of us. And like the overall story arc isn't exactly what I have a problem with. It's just the specific ending. And even then, there were a couple of jokes I loved. I mean, I wrote Brew Nuts with a tick next to it in my notes. That that was a good joke. And this will make this episode, on average, a dull silver. And I'm just going to mention this in the podcast now because I did an absolute fuck up recently. I mentioned I mentioned before that I revisited one of the old podcasts recently, mm-hmm. and I found out that I made a mistake. <gasps> The spreadsheet was recorded that we made the computer war menace used as a dull silver, and in many podcasts since then I've said it's a dull silver, mm-hmm. but no, it was a shiny bronze. Shag gave it a bronze, you gave it a bronze beige, and I gave it a silver. So, yeah, that was a mistake on my part. That is not a dull silver, it is a shiny bronze. Man, we're going to have to revisit every single episode that you mentioned that episode on and redo it. A-D-R. A-D-R. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really easy with podcasts. You don't have to line it up or lip sync it with anything like But no, there aren't many dull silvers. It'll be joining other such episodes like Simpsons Bible Stories, which we reviewed in the Vignettes mm-hmm. of Vignettes, the recent one. The Strong Arms of the Mar, where Marge gets all buff and stuff and does terrible things to Homer. <laughs> all right. Oh, uh, yeah. That came flooding back. Yep. 24 Minutes, where they do like a 24 parody. Mm-hmm. 500 Keys, which is a HD era episode that I really like. And, yep. and also the ne- Nedliest Catch. This feels like some good company. Yeah. All right. And now it's time for our classic episode. And I've got a visual hint to give you guys about what we're doing. What do you think we're doing this time? (laughs) It's dignity, Elliot. It could not be more obvious. That's dignity. All right, guys. We're going to go watch A Millhouse Divided. We'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched our final and classic episode of the evening, and what a classic it was. This was Season 8, Episode 6, A Millhouse Divided. First released in December of 96, it was directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by Steve Tompkins, and in this... Oh, come on, you know this one. This is the one where Millhouse's parents get divorced. Guys, what'd you think? Delightful. Dignity! (laughs) (laughs) That's my main thought. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Goodness. Just straight into the questionnaire. For better or worse, what stood out for me, this episode has like five like constantly memed moments. Yeah. And I mean, Dignity, which we mentioned before the review, and I mean, we'll point out more that when we go through mm. them, but I sleep in a race car. Do what, you? you? <laughs> no, I sleep in a big bed with my wife. Just, that is so awesome. <laughs> Kirk, he's so arrogant in that moment, and oh my God. Goodness. BT, what about you? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? I really like the kind of misdirects they've got in place here. So first you've got the Homer does file for divorce. You're like, oh, what's going on here? You assume they're going to reset to zero, but there is a moment there of just, wait, what? And the language he uses before that, Marge deserves someone better. She deserves a fresh start. Yeah, so it's not dishonest. It is legitimately, it's just, just putting that little bit of question in there. So I really like that, and I also really like how... Then Kirk cracks out the Borrow the Feeling song. It, you know, zooms on Luann and she does the slow turn around. Huh? And you think this is going to be the reset. And she's like, 
ew, no. <laughs> so I really like that it's just just a misdirect. I, I think the first time that happened, that would have floored an audience who were just expecting everything to go back to zero, but it finds a really funny way to not. Well, yeah, this is why like, I think it's important that we do this episode, and I probably should have done it earlier in the Simpsons Index run, because this is setting a pace for the next 10 years where... Mm. Kirk and Luann are divorced. They do actually get back together, and I double-checked which episode it was, is season 17, uh, Mill House of Sand and Fog. Mm. <laughs> and sort of after that, it's like they're kind of off, kind of on again, but they're mostly mm. on. But yeah, it is amazing that they really stuck with it and had the bravery to. Yeah, no, I really respect that. And also, it means Kirk's line at the very end is right. Is, I'll be back. Probably. <laughs> he was right. Yep. It took a really long time, but he was right. Yeah. And I think it was a really brave thing for them to do, especially because they don't really have a prominent divorced couple in this series at all, like, as established before this. And I think it was a really good area for them to go into. And, you know, it probably meant a lot to, you know, a lot of kids out there, mm. and, uh, myself included, who had divorced parents. And, yeah, how about you guys? Did I have divorced parents? Yeah. No. Nah. No. Nah. I mean, none of the parents you know about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How about you, Tom? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you, for better or worse? Crackers are a family food. (laughs) (laughs) And frankly, it's a market we can do without. (laughs) Maybe single people eat crackers, we just don't know. (laughs) So that's it. Goodbye, good luck. I don't recall saying good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Just out front, it's got the, one of the cracker companies, the dry cracker. (laughs) When you want a dry cracker, think of this one. And then just Marge slowly tucking the allied, allied crackers, biscuit biscuit (laughs) packet under the table. Yeah. Just great. Oh, so, like, right there, another two memed moments. Can I borrow a feeling and the fucking the cracker manager guy? Like, oh, this is such fodder for rock bottom, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and Kirk's rock bottom as well. <laughs> so it's sort of interesting, this episode as well, something else I wanted to point out is that, you know, in the first episode we watched tonight, we were saying how it was sort of a negative, how Flanders was, like, in the nuclear power plant, then in the school, and they didn't quite marry those two concepts. Mm-hmm. This episode, like, is mostly about Kirk and Luann's divorce at the start, and then it, like, transitions to being about Homer and Marge. Yeah, but I think it does that beautifully, because there's a great... They kind of lay down the track work for that, where you get the joke of Bart breaks a chair across Luann's new boyfriend, he, then he oh, yeah. breaks a chair across Homer. Mm. He's like, it's a basic stunt, Dad. Come on. He's like, what? What's happening? Why? <laughs> Another memed moment. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, but, Jesus. Yeah. But then they've got the great bit where Marge is calling out. It's like, hey, Luann and what's-his-face are taking us to Spalding Gray. Oh, I don't want to go to that. <laughs> you said you would. And then he's like, fine, I'll go myself. And that's already laying that Homer being kind of a selfish jerk that he's agreed to go this thing and then ignored it. But that's before you even know this is going to be a plot point. At that point, you just think it's a joke, you know, that comes after being hit in the back with a chair. Yeah. So I really like how they're laying that but hiding that in the in the joke work. Well, they laid it even earlier with, like, Marge wanting to have the party and Homer, like, being really resistant. Oh, the toilet always gets clogged up. <laughs> and then even when she's prepping for the party and she's, like, yeah, Homer's I- just still playing slot cars in his underpants. Just going to put my shoes on. <laughs> Another meme moment. God damn. <laughs> yeah, but just has the, she has the line of, I asked you to do one thing that was put close on you didn't even do that but again it's just done in such quick passing and you're still laughing at the slot machines yeah slot machines slot cars slot machines are very different spalding gray was an american actor and writer best known for his autobiographical monologues that he wrote and performed in theater mm-hmm. there you go so there we go i mean pyro he's a, a cultured man yeah clearly. <laughs> not just your regular meathead gladiator 
I like how his vehicle is one of those gladiator roll cages. Yeah, pretty good. Although I will say at that point, Luan just leaves Millhouse alone, home alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, but he's also driving a car around in the living room. Yeah, you know, also true. I'm just going with the quiet philosophy that Luan may be a cunt. <laughs> well, one of my notes in this episode is this is very much on her side, I think, this episode. Like, mm. there's a bit of implied snarkiness from Kirk that she might be on his case all the time, but, man, from the moment they get to the party, Kirk's a fuckwit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, they do exchange blows, like, back and forth for a while, but then it all becomes kind of Kurt, and that's... Yeah. yeah. But uh, then on the flip side of that, she boxes up his clothes and sets them on fire in the house. Humming, hum, <laughs> just humming happily to herself. Yeah. <laughs> a musical moment, high like the nightlife, I like to boogie. And burn clothes in the house, <laughs> fire hazard. And then I, I wrote this down because I love it. Kaboom, sweet Fanny Adams, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she should have been singing Disco Inferno. Ah, there we go. Uh, Play count, how many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Oh, countless times. Like, two dozen more, maybe. Yeah. Manies? Yeah, oh my goodness. This, I really loved this episode growing up, and I couldn't put a number, maybe 50? I don't know. So, how about some of the wacky elements of this episode? What were the cartoony things that stood out to you guys? Not impossible wacky, but I like how the candles are different heights. Marge just hacks a couple of chunks off with their teeth. Yeah, again, not impossible wacky, but like Marge prepping for the party. There's a lot of fun cartoony things there. Like, yeah, but she, put doilies under the coasters. Yeah. And she's got the toilet seats and the dishwasher. Well, the uh, hyper glazed ham. <laughs> There's so many glazers on that ham. Uh, accidental playlist of the Melon Baller playlist. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's so good. The one bit of technology that she didn't want to be without in the last episode. Yeah, this one, she's like, ooh, it's not a dinner party until you have a melon baller. Yeah, and she also gets a ravioli crimper. And a crab hammer, made oh. in the USA. And no, also, thank you. just like, on the wacky side, I shouldn't have served those North Korean fortune cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you are a coward. No one needs to hear that after a nice meal. Oh, I want to get some. Why do they For not real? make Simpsons branded North Korean fortune cookies? <laughs> I'd buy them. I love fortune cookies. Hell yeah. Uh, laziness is counterproductive. <laughs> what was the one from 30 Rock? You know enough. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that is good. <laughs> oh, and Maggie sliding around in the, the Teflon-coated bowl. I need to put that up on the... That is science. That is non-stick. Ah, there we go. And we had actually, Marge like, looked at a really nice punch bowl, and this was interesting because she mentioned, oh, we could just use it once and then return it. This would end up being a plot for a very divisive episode of mm. uh, the HD era episode of The Simpsons where... They that, basically do that. Yeah, and Homer then like gets caught out because he's doing it so much and he appears on Chris Hansen's show to catch a credit whore. To mm. catch a credit whore. That's no good. I liked that episode, but yeah, that sucked. <laughs> That's just a terrible title. Yeah. I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. Lona Lisa. I, I recommend watching it, but you were a participant on that one, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. However, I just read the word cornstarch keeps down the urges. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which just gets completely overshadowed because it's just before dignity. So yeah. I, yeah. I've never even clocked yeah. that quote before. Me either. But she, yeah, she, he like draws like five dots. Cornstarch, Nettie. <laughs> it's like the bloke in the US who is with his wife, but still they're both... What? They don't... Oh, they don't cornstarch? They don't consecrate. What what is the word I'm going for here? They consummate. Don't consummate. Consummate. Yeah. They don't consummate the marriage, and the guy eats a whole raw potato whenever he starts feeling it. 
Uh, I feel like I'd start being attracted to potatoes. <laughs> More so. I think raw potatoes are poisonous. I know about poisonous. Elliot, you're Irish. What can you tell us about potatoes? <sighs> um, Sorry, I, he- I hear the woke police coming for me. <laughs> PC, PC, <laughs> PC. Thank you for landing my joke. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, it isn't the joke there not enough. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Are raw potatoes uh, poisonous? Like... All right, you know what? There is one way to find out. Get me a potato. <laughs> Live stream. <laughs> Live stream meeting a raw yeah. potato. The new Twitch craze. <laughs> It'll be the potato challenge. Yeah. It'll be like the bird box challenge, and now people are endangering themselves with uh, potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, wonderful. I mean, quick question. Why don't they consummate? I think they were quite religious. Pious. Okay. Pious. Okay. Something. Cornstarch. I just I love how Ned delivers the line though, because it's like that. Oh, here's a sex tip kind of voice, but it's like keeps down the urges. I'm sorry, <laughs> but how? I d- well, I mean, if you had a wang covered in cornstarch, you probably wouldn't feel too sexy yourself. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, Neddy. I'm Nettie. guessing he's just dousing it. Oh my goodness. Maybe so you just, just snort it. <laughs> I don't know, know how that would help. Sprinkle but... it on your raw potato. Eat the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's just literally starch on starch. <laughs> oh. Keeps down the urges. My goodness. Oh, yeah. So we meet Kearney's kid in this episode. <laughs> he sleeps in a drawer. <laughs> that was so cute. The thing I like about this scene, and it harkens back to another thing I like about Nelson, where when he finds something relatable in another mm. one of the kids. Yeah, and he's like, your mum's a jailbird. Yeah, so is yours. Yeah, let's go play. Yeah. Like that, then he was nice to Bart, and now he's being nice to Millhouse. It's like, mm. oh no, by all means, you know, uh, uh, my dad left my mum when she got hooked on cough drops. Her breath was so fresh, she wasn't really my mother anymore. Which is a much better explanation than what we get later on in yeah. The Simpsons, uh. where Nelson's father legitimately went out for a packet of cigarettes and suffered a massive anaphylactic shock from peanuts. So then he was put in a freak show in a circus where yeah. they kept throwing peanuts at him. And oh. then Bart somehow found him. Yeah. Yeah. These are things that happened. These are things that happened in Simpsons. <laughs> so how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel a little bit bumps? Man, the bit where Dr. Hibbert diagnoses someone with that he has to amputate their butt. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh man. Well, wow. okay, so that was Bart. He was just doing a very flawless impression. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just, okay. I'd close my eyes during yeah, that episode. <laughs> This is a very, like, different sort of heart we get in this episode because it is the breaking up of the heart. Yeah, and I really like the subtle ways they bring this up, especially for Milhouse, who, when Nelson, when he thinks Nelson is making fun of him, he doesn't care. He's like, oh, I bet you're going to say, ha, ha. Now he's like, doesn't care anymore. He's like, ready to confront him directly when he's driving the car around. He knows he's getting away with it. When Land's like, oh, do you need to be driving that in the house, sweet, sweet treasure? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, just the subtle ways they kind of bring that out. So he goes from this carefree kid who's all like, oh, well, if you must amputate my butt. Um, <laughs> I'm off to, to the beauty zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To very subtly just angry and venting in whatever way he can. It's just so deftly handled. Like, mm. you're not seeing it getting ham-fisted like the way you would on... For real. Oh, what's his face's show? Um, The one Drake was on for however long, the after-school special. Oh, uh, uh, not Northern Exposure. Degrassi Junior High. Yeah, this is no Degrassi here. This is (laughs) The Simpsons handling something better than a show that was explicitly created Mm. to handle these kind of things. It's humor just doing it well. Yeah, and they don't stop and focus on it at any point. It's just there, and I like that. It's an acknowledgement. Yes. 
Yeah, it's sort of, now that I think about it, it's kind of weird that Millhouse doesn't actually appear in this episode more and you don't sort of see the effects, but I guess because of that, it does leave room for them to do that more in the future. Yeah, and I suppose because at this point, we would have assumed it would reset to zero, so to spend mm, a long mm. time on the effect on Millhouse would feel a little bit moot because we're like, look, this isn't going to stick, kid. Why are we spending so much time looking at it? Yeah. On a guess. I mean, who can remember how they first felt when I watched this, but... Well, I mean, apparently they did pull the focus more on Homer and Marge in the end because they just didn't feel like the Van Houtens could carry the weight of an episode for a full 20 minutes, which, to be fair, is probably a good point. They're not exactly the most fleshed out characters. And it'd just be catfighting as opposed to something more wholesome. We'd have to understand why Luann doesn't have eyebrows. (laughs) What? You don't? (laughs) Is that ever explored? I don't think so. Oh, there we go. The origin of Luann's eyebrows. (laughs) You're welcome, Simpsons writers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's another point that they could do. And, you know, uh, Van Houten eyebrow playlist as well. <laughs> Lower those eyebrows, young man. And the other one too. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's an interesting angle as well to have Kirk, yeah, do all the single dad cliches as well. And then the moment that Starla steals his car, <laughs> it, like it all come crashing down on him. Yeah, and then it's the great little impetus for then to switch the focus onto Homer when he's like explaining everything he's done wrong. And Homer's like... Oh, yeah, you got to do that. <laughs> and all the things he's listing are things that Homer's clearly not doing. I should have helped with the housework. I should have stayed in shape. Mm-hmm. I should have made her feel special. It can't just all be about sex. It, it just can't. can't. <laughs> and then it leading to... This is like another one of Homer's like half-assed over... Like, sorry. Like his half-assed over-parenting. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, his half-assed over-bearing relationshiping thing. And but No, I really like that. I appreciate that Homer in this one doesn't need it explained to him that he's not doing well, figures it out on his own and tries to fix it on his own. I mean, he, he tries to get Lisa's help. But, you know, I really love that scene where he's got like, I know I've been treating you right, honey, so went to, went to that place you went last night and got a season tickets. <laughs> be like, an evening with Philip Glass. Oh, just an evening. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of my all-time, I, I pray laughed at this pretty hard, where he's like, okay, you just go back to sleep, my dear. I'll make soothing ocean sounds. <laughs> Then he goes to pirate heart. Garbage. I love that bit. And the other bit of heart moment that I wanted to mention is that yeah, they do a flashback to the actual episode where they get married. Yep. And we get that sort of a bit more fleshed out. How did you guys think that scene played out? A little more depressing than it did the first time, because the first time through, you've got Marge has the line of, I'd be lying if I said this is how I picture my dream wedding, but you are how I picture my dream husband. That's sweet. Yeah. Even though they're, you know, at Shotgun Pete's uh, wedding chapel. But in this one, you've got the moment of, uh, it seems less and less likely all my friends and family are going to jump out and yell surprise. So, oh, yeah. that stings. Yeah. And just, and like Homer's already ignorant. She's like, Levi's jeans. Huh. I think that truck has jeans in it. Yeah. And Marge is like, hmm. But then when they do the second wedding, he brings it out and the friends jump out and they yep. say surprise. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that moment lands. That's a good bit. Yeah. Oh, th- this episode's got wonderful foreshadowing. Mm. But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Indeed. Hell yeah. Yeah. Characters are on point. Like, we're definitely seeing a different Kirk and Luann because mm. they were kind of tertiary and non consequential before. Yeah, but now they have consequence, so that's fine. Before, they were just Milhouse's parents that looked like each other. Yep. And yeah, in a later one, a later episode, Milhouse says he's pretty sure that they're cousins. Like, yeah. ooh. Yeah. No. 
Yeah, Simpsons late era continuity is uh, disgusting. <laughs> Although they did do that Game of Thrones episode, so... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yes or no, would you watch this one again? Hell yeah. I probably already have in the time we've been talking about it. <laughs> yeah, just replaying it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, this one's burned into my eyelids. Mm-hmm. I actually forgot to say on the integrity as well that... Yeah, I mean, they're breaking up characters, which is sort of changing the show going forward, but I think I did it in a very Simpsons-y way. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to watch it again. We're going to put it in a playlist. What playlist does this one go in? Melon Baller. <laughs> Pyro playlist? Oh, yeah, he shows up a couple of times, doesn't mm. he? Yeah, especially when Luan is... Uh, Cheating is... on Pyro with his best friend, Gyro. <laughs> they have the Gladiator Gauntlet battle. Fuck, I loved that show as a kid. Did you guys ever watch it? Gladiators, yeah. Yeah. I watched the lame Australian version. Yeah, no, we yeah. that's what we had. Woody Allen related ones. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. For the Woodsy Allen conversation <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I like his movies, but that weird neurotic nerd that's in all of them is just a little off-putting or something, <laughs> whatever the line is. Oh, actually, that's one moment where Luann gets snipey with Kirk, you know. Oh, if you want to talk about nervous. <laughs> Ask Kurt about the teens who egged our house. Mm, car. Just car. Yeah. 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 I haven't eaten that good since I was in the army. All that noisily. <laughs> so there we go. Kirk used to be in the army. I guess. Man, he must have been back, back, back line infantry. Well, I mean, someone's got to man the artillery artillery, and hide, hide behind it. I was thinking more supply chain. Yeah, I mean, maybe. biscuits to biscuits. Yeah. Rations <laughs> are just, basically yeah, biscuits. Russian chief or whatever that is. Just oh, yeah. Dry, the... dry crackers. Yeah. Yep. Cracker factory playlist. But how do they get those crackers with the filling already in them? <laughs> Put on this hard hat and come with me. I think it was an interesting detail as well that she mentioned that her father got him the job yeah. at the cracker factory. Um, yeah, it kept continuity, but explained it a little bit more. Yep. BT, what would you change? I'd add more Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I particularly want to change anything. It all goes pretty, pretty well. I don't think I have any down arrows in my notes here. Nope, just spend more time in those North Korean fortune cookies. They sound good. Tom, anything you'd like to change? I would add another layer of glaze on the ham. That's it. <laughs> it was not bright enough. <laughs> just slightly brighter. Just even the sound, it makes it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ah, uh, shit. Uh, it's not necessarily that I want to change anything about this episode, but I am curious what else could have been done sort of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. If the there, alternative cuts. Yeah. Like, I'm curious if there was a bit more Millhouse in this episode. I'm curious if there was even a bit more Luan, because I think we get more Kirk than Luan in this uh, episode. But ultimately, this one had a really hard task on its hand of changing established characters going forward in The Simpsons, and I think it did a really fantastic job of it. It's, yeah, one of these ones where it's like, no complaints, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any other musical moments that stood out to you guys? Hey, do you guys like the Doobie Brothers? Because we got one of them. <laughs> yeah. The, the wedding band, they play some smooth jazz. Fuck, and they, yeah, pick up the sheet music to borrow a feeling really quickly. I like that Kirk's carrying that as well. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. You might bump into a record executive or Prince. <laughs> and I mean, his demo reel's already broken, so yeah. you just need to take the step down technologically. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a good point. Yeah, All he's got is his sheet music now. He lost his tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did have another one. Oh, yeah, Lisa singing something. <laughs> Lisa, come in and sing for us. <laughs> I do You're love that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and of course, uh, can I borrow a feeling? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I never thought about it much, but does he rhyme love with love? Yes. <laughs> God, the song is so lame. The uh, hurting hearts need some healing. 
Yeah. Take your hand with my glove of love. <laughs> so yeah, he rhymes jar of love with glove of love. Yep. <laughs> oh man, I've never thought about how pathetic that is. Oh, <laughs> uh, so the band with the Doobie Brothers playing, I'm pretty sure they were playing True by Spandau Ballet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were. Yeah, yeah. I know this much is true. <laughs> Sometimes just to amuse myself, I write my own Weird Al parodies. You know, just insert food into it. And my one for this one is, I know this lunch is food. Beautiful. Yeah. Weird Al, call me. I know this cheese is blue. Oh. <laughs> BT, any other notes? I do really like the when uh, Kirk leaves it on. That's how it is. One day your wife's making your favorite meal. The next you're thawing hot dogs in a gas station sink. And oh, then when yeah. Homer does the comes home, he's like, I left you hot dogs. They're thawing in the sink. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. And one just falls, <laughs> falls off just at the right moment. Hey, Dad, you know there's buns in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. I like when Luann's telling, so I'll tell you a story. It's a story about a man who had, was given a job at a cracker factor. Boring. <laughs> this Homer interjecting. So you have that little bit of comedy to balance But then his the managerial drama. impotence. Oh, ooh, here we go. <laughs> ooh, now we get spicy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Three cavities, your fewest ever, Bart. I'm going to make you a favorite. Butterscotch chicken. That sounds fucking amazing. It I really want. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker for butterscotch. I may be 80. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. When was the last time you checked? And just yeah, smooth jazz playing over the fire, the credit sequence. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. Put this in with the modified music end credits playlist. Yeah, yeah. and get a better name for that playlist. Uh... Chop chop. <laughs> How about you tell me any other notes? I just love the delivery of these things happen. Eight dollars. <laughs> just no, no pause, no yeah. break. Just eh. yeah, especially after the drummer about to follow for divorce. Dun, dun. Dun. Yeah, yeah, they really like try and drive home the heavy emotion with that, and then she's just like, eh, nah, nah, nah. just like prime DMV, <laughs> yeah. prime service New South Wales. Well, we'd eventually call Scruffy. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Scruffy, I'm janitor. No wash bucket. It'd be nice for a while. Oh, it really would. But we both know it wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. Now go before I beg you to stay. <laughs> Scruffy don't die how he lived. <laughs> <laughs> oh, marmalade. <laughs> Scruffy, give me some varmint grease. What viscosity do you need? <laughs> oh, Scruffy index. Sorry? <laughs> it goes on like this during the wedding vows. Just like the, the description of that vehicle, whatever it is, it's gone okay. out of my head yeah, now. Yeah, but... it's, oh, it's like in, in slowness or in a jet-powered monkey-operated... <laughs> Flying through the Alps. And it just goes on like this. In sickness and poorness, poorness is underlined. Yep. <laughs> And also, like, you can't overlook, like, that first few minutes when they're talking about, oh, need clear plates, and you're going to eat from a trough, and the Mexican standoff between all the pets and Maggie. Oh, yes. Yeah, I even wrote that down. I forgot to mention it. They're just great moments. Yeah. And, oh, Homer winning in the end as well as they're all poised and looking at each other. But, yes, the trough line, fucking hell. I have quoted this so many times over the years. It's just, it's such a funny imagery. Not a trough, it's an elongated bowl. <laughs> <laughs> But also the clean plates as well. I remember this as being one of the things that, like, I saw this episode before my family did, and, you know, at least early on we were, like, dinner in front of the TV, mm. and I was able to use that line and, like, nice. hey, get a laugh. <laughs> but then we ended up sitting around the table like a civil family. Yeah. 
Lame. I do, I do love Marge having a conversation with herself. <laughs> Hi, Marge. How's the family? Shut up. I don't want to talk about it. Mind your own business. <laughs> no, ma- Keep it down in there, everybody. <laughs> Was that all your notes? Um, I wrote Stoner's Pot Palace. <laughs> it's flagrant false advertising. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite sign gag jokes, obviously. <laughs> all right. It's time for my final notes. I almost did the rank this thing cadence, but... I know, I was confused. I'll leave it in. I like how Kirk's, like, single friends came around and it's like, hey, there's a possum in the pool. Oh, just throw it across the fence at Arby's. Let them deal with it. Yeah. Man, yeah, slamming on Arby's playlist. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, he's a very big deal down at the sewing shop. Thanks for introducing us. Oh, wonderful. Oh, and the way Starla drinks and has the cigarette in her yeah. mouth at the same time. It's gag-inducing. <laughs> but yeah, the, the drink is putting out the cigarette, implying that, yeah, she's like drinking some... Ugh. Yep. I don't know if you've ever like been at a bar and you've been drinking a beer and you accidentally drank some of the beer that someone put a cigarette butt in. Mm, not a good time. No. I mean, I've done it intentionally. Does that count? Pardon? I've done it intentionally. Does that count? Oh, really? It used to be Chessel's thing of like, you do your ashtray shot. Oh, <laughs> oh no, not with the butt, but there was like cigarette ash in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that before. Oh, okay. I'm just thinking of like the ashtray juice that you leave outside and it just slowly collects with rainwater. <laughs> do a shot of that. <laughs> no, that's just condensed cancer. No, I do remember one time there was a dare to drink bong water at one stage and like, it got about that far away from my mouth before. I was like, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. No. Yeah. If we're doing a cross-series playlist, do this with the Seinfeld episode where Kramer necks an entire beer while having yeah. a smoking cigarette in his mouth. Well, that's, well, that's amazing because he doesn't extinguish it at the same time. Yeah. The funny thing is, like, he did two takes of that and... In the one they didn't use, he lets out this massive burp at the end of it. That also has the smoke in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And they left it in for like one of the clip shows or something. Mm. But the reason they didn't use it in the episode is it got too big of a laugh. And like <laughs> one of those things where it made all other things in the episode unfunny because that was just too fucking hilarious. Wow. <laughs> it is time to rank this thing. Tom, kick it off. I'm all the way up there. All the way up into the cubic? Oh, yeah. Cubic zirconia, all the way. All right. Shiny. I'm going cubic zirconia as well. I think there's just... uh, Not only are there so many fantastic, memeable moments, but this episode, like, it holds up today. And, yeah, like I said, it had a really hard task and breaking up two characters and setting up some continuity for the series going forward that I think is actually really important. I think that they had representation for a kid of divorce is just Mm. actually... Amazing. BT? Uh, there are a lot of ticks in the positive of this one, but I'm going to go with the gold. For me, it's just not quite on that level of perfection. It is a solid as, a, as hell episode. Really well paced. A lot of great jokes. A lot of memeable moments. But doesn't quite crack that 101% for me. Fair enough. And that's what cubic is. You know, gold is 100%. Cubic is 101. Yep. Holy cow. <laughs> All right. Well, averaging out, this will be a dull cubic zirconia. And this will be the fifth episode from season eight to get that ranking it'll also be joining bart after dark with the whorehouse spring and springfield <laughs> so, sorry burlesque house burlesque, i should say <laughs> i mean there's a difference elliot yeah. <laughs> if you went to more houses of ill repute you would know <laughs> lisa's date with density which i still resent you for giving a gold on and that I'm one still right <laughs> that's the one where lisa and nelson hook up 
That's a great episode. It's I, a great episode. It's gold. gold this is, was a great gold episode. Gold is a great <laughs> rank. In Marge We Trust with the Listen Lady. Uh, now listen, lady. And also the other season eight episode in Dull Cubic Zirconia is Simpsons Spin-Off Showcase, which, yeah, I was the gold on that one. Mm. It's yeah, That one is a tough one because it's intentionally cringy and mm. it's hard to debate if, because they've nailed it, but it's still cringy. But that was the point. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing. I think the first two segments were uproariously hilarious and cringy and they fucking nailed it. But then, yeah, the last segment was... Yeah, dragged it down for me. Mm, That's fair. Mm. All right. Well, that about does it for The Simpsons Index for this week. But before we get out of here, we like to just briefly talk about some other things outside of The Simpsons that we've been into lately. You know, books, TV, movies. Movies. (laughs) Musical movies. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Musicals. Uh, Have we had a musical yet? Any media outside of The Simpsons? We'll start with you, BT. What have you been into? All right. I checked out a series on the Netflix called The Killian Frequency. So if you like short, weird fiction like Twilight Zone or very much in the vein of uh, Welcome to Night Vale, this is a 10-minute, five-episode series that's animated and in a very kind of minimalistic style. Really good. Really, really enjoyed it. It is 100% my kind of thing. So, yeah, that's uh, K-I-R-L-I-A-N. Yeah. Kirlian. They pronounce it Kirlian. Oh, okay. uh, But apparently it's an Argentinian series that's been redubbed very Mm -hmm. well in English. Hopefully there's more on the horizon. Does it star Kirillian Murphy, the guy who was the straw man in Batman? You know, it's the strangest thing. It actually doesn't. <laughs> I was I was going to go for Kirillian Knightley. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got. It's, it's strange. They spell and pronounce their names differently. <laughs> How about you, Tom? What have you been into? Oh, I've just watched a lot of the Umbrella Academy. I, I've been, been hearing things. What Every you- time I see this sh- the ads, that I'm like, this looks like a mess. Oh. It's pretty good. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's just great to see Ellen Page in superhero things mm-hmm. again. It's a really good cast. There's a few things about it that are pretty funky, like a couple of the design choices, but I'm really excited to see it get a second season. And yeah. bloody hell, some of the performances in that. And like, there are animated chimpanzee. Chimpanzee? No. I don't know. We they have an it. animated chimpanzee in it? They have an... It's in the ape family or in the mm. chimp family, whatever that is. Pogo, we love Pogo. Justice for Pogo, he's beautiful. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I'll be honest, I've been hesitant because I really don't like My Chemical Romance and it was written by Gerard Way, the lead singer. Oh. Yeah, he wrote the original uh, comic book series. Yeah, the Dark Horse comic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But I-, I should let go of my own prejudices at some time, you know. It's worth your monthly <laughs> subscription fee. I'll put it that way. Oh, wow. Well, three for three with the Netflix here. I'm going to recommend a series. This is Larry Charles's Dangerous Comedy, a dangerous world of comedy, maybe. So Larry Charles was one of the writers and producers for Seinfeld. He also directed a lot of the Sasha Baron Cohen movies, Borat and Bruno and all that. And he has always sort of delved into controversial comedy and he is a really gifted mind. And so what he's doing in this series is he's looking at dangerous comedy and like the first episode he's talking to people in you know dangerous countries about their comedy like he goes to he goes to iran and iraq and liberia and talks to people who are doing comedy in countries where they'll probably get killed you know Mm. and telling the stories of the people that do and in the second episode he's like talking to soldiers about them using comedy not just american soldiers either but yeah soldiers from dangerous countries like it is a very confronting series at times Mm. like in the race episode he talks to a bunch of alt-right guys and it's 
hugely uncomfortable, but I think it's really important that it's, yeah, shining a light on all these areas and, Mm. like, really uh, making you think and all that stuff. So, yeah, I absolutely, yeah, recommend it as something that's, yeah, going to test you, but (laughs) it's it's not an easy watch either, so. Very cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, well, that does it for the Simpsons Index for this week. Tom, thank you very much for joining us this week. Pleasure to be here. Is there anything you want to plug? If you need someone to do your Spotify ad, check out (laughs) thomasgbert.com. Wow, what are we waiting for? Or don't, it's up to you. (laughs) And how about you, BT? Um, Not a video game you want to plug? You know I will always. Come on, where's Hollow White Night Watch this week? <laughs> I am trying to curb my enthusiasm for that, <laughs> for this follow-up, because I need to lower my expectations because they're already through the roof. Yeah. So when Silk Song comes out and is like the best game ever, I need to be not expecting it. Yeah. So calm my tits. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, if I'm going to nah. plug anything, it's also it's as if this year was designed for me. Not only is uh, Hollow Knight 2 coming out, but also Darkest Dungeon 2. Oh, really? So, uh, yes. Oh, well. I will be looking forward to being killed repeatedly and frustrated and cursing, but having <laughs> so much fun while... Excellent. Yes. And I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house! It's dignity! In the mill house. I'll be back. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. And we are back and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening. This was season... Nope, I got that around the wrong way. Sorry, I wrote season six, episode eight, but it's episode uh, six of season eight. Waka waka. And we are back, and we just watched our... Fuck. I'd already done that bit. (laughs) Take three. Woo. I'll just start again. And just double-checking, that's a name you'd want to use for... Yeah, yeah, it's a a name I like well enough. (laughs) It's the name I was given at birth. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, yeah, that's your professional working name as well, and what you want to be advertised as. It's a good one. Excellent. All right, and, and I pronounced it right. Yeah. Wasn't a silent T. No. <laughs> Om. Omus. <laughs> I meant on Bert, but that's even funnier. Om <laughs> Bert. <laughs> like we've changed traditions. We used to like traditionally burp uh, into Mike, and now we open beers into Mike. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, because I told you how I was listening to like episode four the other day. <laughs> no. Because, yeah, going down and recording with Shut Up and Take My Podcast, so... Mm. Thought I'd just see what we said about the Simpsarama, the Futurama oh, yeah. crossover. Well, that was then. episode four, geez. Yeah. All the way back in the first Friday July of the Index. Wow. All right, so there's a lot to cover there. So, <laughs> Beach invented a holiday called Friday July. Yep. Just where you celebrate yep. Futurama all July. Yep. That's a really good plan. Because people are like, oh, it's dry July. I'm like, that's stupid. What about something good? Like Friday July. <laughs> I like that and it's fun because every year it's I'm the only person making that hashtag. Ah, <laughs> oh, I should tell the baby beard guys about it. Yes, they'll, you should. They'll probably get into it too. And then there'll be two <laughs> Instagram and feeds then acknowledging. It spreads. <laughs> You're going to have three. Yeah. yeah. All right. Friday, July spreading. We've tripled our numbers. If these trends continue, I need to get hey. the box sets beyond four. All right. Because, yeah, I've been like revisiting some of the, the newer Futuramas, and I think they get a bad rap. You know, I think the, it only started getting bad in the last season. The Comedy Channel era. Yeah. I, I don't even know if it's that bad. It just gets really avant garde. Yeah. Yes. I think they were just like, 
well, fuck it, we're going to cancelled anyway, let's do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, in the Comedy Central era, like they got a lot more dirty and like risque mm. and sexual and stuff, so I think that was like a bit too much for some people. Yeah, fair like, enough. Like, I know my friend who has kids, she was like, okay, that episode where Bender was having explicit sex with the soda machine robot was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's a good episode, though, Bev. Yeah. <laughs> Fellows, this may be a reference to the pudding cup snack in America. Oh. I'm not certain... But right in, Pudding. Roll, <laughs> 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 Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, Pudding. <laughs> Welcome back to Talking with Pudding. <laughs> the Swedish zebra. Swedish zebras are carnivals? No, they're just very fond of euthanasia. Oh. <laughs> like, <Ooh>. Yeah. <laughs> also, it almost sounds like a tongue twister. Swedish zebra. Swedish zebra. Swedish zebra. Swedish zebra. That house. And that was all your notes? That is all my notes, Swedish Zebra. Swedish Zebra, what else we got? We haven't added to our list of tongue twisters in a very long time. No, let's, let's, let's review some classics. Swedish Zebra. A synonym for cinnamon. Yeah, what am a I synonym for cinnamon. A synonym for cinnamon. A synonym for cinnamon. A synonym man, you for have cinnamon. been really practicing your voiceover <laughs> yeah, elocu- work. You <laughs> all that like... elocution, man. Yeah, very eloquent. Crack out the classics. Uh, my favorite is still Omer and Uma. Own, uh, Omer and Uma own an Okra Puma. Bob Loblaw's Loblog? Yeah, that's on here. <laughs> that's a low blow. Fuck, that's a low blow, Loblaw. Along with Bob Balaban's Ballad Band. She sat upon the balcony, inexplicably mimicking his hiccuping and amicably welcoming him in. Fuck. Ah, <laughs> noise. <laughs> I'm assuming this is all going in the podcast. Oh, yeah, for sure. At least in the bonus Deleted scenes. Deleted scenes, yeah. <laughs> so that was it for your notes? That's it for me. Beach. The question. Oh, yeah. So we have another question we'd like to ask, and um, I apologize, it is a tough one. But if you could have a sandwich named after you, what would it be? Or if that's too tough, best sandwich? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Give me a panini mm-hmm. covered in antipasto, yeah, yeah. stuffed with feta, sprinkle a little bit of blue cheese in there, not too much to overpower the feta because you don't want to mix your cheeses like that, mm-hmm. but just a shit ton of antipasto. And then shove it inside me. <laughs> <laughs> toasted or non? Oh, strong toasted. Yeah. And get a little melty on the cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a secret sandwich board hidden in our website. You know, it's not that well hidden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that good at building websites. You took and build a not so great website with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easy to make an average website. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> why don't I look to Squarespace for a sponsorship? I, we should. Yeah. And if they don't say yes, threaten to switch to Wix. It's every other podcast. Yeah. Yeah, for real. That and like stamps.com. <laughs> stamps.com. About to do the Mark Maron stamps. <laughs> oh, wonderful. 